All right, we are back from hiatus, season two of Inappropriate Earl. We're, you know, we're doing it right here. You know, we ended with a bang with Bobby Brown and and uh, whoever else was on before her, I forgot. So uh, this is a special episode because these two gents have the privilege and the world record of the longest Inappropriate Earl ever, but it was never aired <laughs> because I didn't know what fragment disc meant. So I unfortunately deleted the whole episode so it was two and a half hours it was a practice podcast and uh you know they're back for more as rat would say speaking of rat uh we are sponsored by steven piercy's mike knuckles nice go pick them up you know help stevie out they're only 75 a pop and uh go see a solo band touring the country and put your little greasy sweaty fat hands together for Mr. Chris Ramirez. Hello. And the great, the kid, the, the verbal assassin, Cole hey. Young. Hey, guys. How you doing? When did Cole become the verbal assassin? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I was just trying to think of something funny to say. I like that. I like that. I mean, that. these are uh, strange times in the comedy world. You know, we've got the talent coordinator from the comedy store was yeah. just fired yeah you have to explain that to us because i don't really go there enough so i just i don't really know that much about it so but i've kind of read about it on facebook so the guy was just an asshole to a lot of everybody says that he was an asshole to you like a lot of people have said that well um in full disclosure so sorry i'm uh, you know people have told me that my voice is booming on this podcast and Maybe it's because I hold the mic about an inch from my face. Hey, who doesn't want a booming voice, man? You know, it's like, that's that's, that's the way you want it. It would be better. If it's like this. And, uh, you know, for you comics who give me your feedback out there thinking you could do a better job than I do, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> Buy the gear. Try and get people over to your house. Try and get these 80 celebrities to come on your fucking podcast, get better numbers than I do, and then you can tell me what to do. Good. You guys are like the comics who bomb for 20 minutes and then give me a tag. <laughs> so I got two uh, words for you. Suck it. Nice. Oh, I like that. Nice. Hey, do you, are, are there any 80s people from that you're, that you're trying to get like that you'd like to interview for your show like some so, or do you have any 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 irons in the fire so to speak uh, any potential people more 80s people because you have some really interesting ones by so, the way before i get into that uh, i want to plug your guys podcast good night universe oh thank you i mean it's really good and you guys go for like two plus hours I yeah mean, <laughs> i try and cap mine about Six an hour nights and a half a week. <laughs> that's crazy yeah two hours that is crazy actually i do this maybe once or twice a week because it's hard to get people over here oh yeah uh yeah but so you know answering your question uh i got steven piercy the singer from rat we've been in communique and uh he's actually a very nice guy uh calls me up and speaks to me in rat songs like you know hey bro steven way cool man we're gonna lay it down soon We'll go round and round. <laughs> it's like there's a new thesaurus out there. It's Ratosaurus. <laughs> nice. Who I met at a uh, uh, UPS uh, store in the uh, Valley Village area of the Valley. Hey, and, uh, you you should tell him that there's a guy at Sam Lee who who's telling everyone that he was one of the. Uh, 
original people that started Rat when it you was mean Sam Ash. Yeah, yeah, Sam Ash. I'm sorry, Sam Lee. Yeah, yeah, Sam <laughs> Ash. He said, "There's a guy, a guitar player, at Sam Ash, that says that he tells people that he was one of the co-founders of Rat." Well, I also told a stripper at Fantasy Island. <laughs> I was the guitar player in Rat, so I mean. But I think he was. What was it called? Mickey Rat before. Called Mickey Rat. Now I'm a what you would call a uh, uh, rat historian. A rat historian. Uh, I uh, what was the guy's name? Uh, it, it, his name he goes by Rock and Dave or something. Rocker like. Dave. Rock I'm almost Dave. assured that there was no guy in Mickey Rat called Rocker Dave. Rock and Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Rocky Day. That's that's what everybody knows him by. But well, we we think we looked it up on Wikipedia, and it said that he had, he had been in the band or something like that. Yeah, but as you know, and you you're a man. You, you're like the most technically savvy guy I know <laughs> uh, through your various uh, appearances under ghost names, under many <laughs> uh, music and comedy boards. Uh, anyone can edit wikipedia yeah that's true that's true like i could literally go on rats wikipedia page and say i was the first singer and it would go in there go in which is crazy to me why but i i don't see why anybody would want to do that unless they just just were really just telling everybody hey i'm a fraud you know i i mean why i i if i don't understand why anybody would do that unless they were really the person yeah well you get these idiot fans uh like me, right. <laughs> who want to, you know, stir the pot, you know, like today is Vinnie Vincent's birthday. Oh, Happy birthday, man. wherever she is. Where, yeah, wherever he, she <laughs> is. I mean, Vinnie's... Wait, is, she, is he a she now? Did nobody knows. There's a very, I read a very depressing story uh, somewhere online about him living in Memphis and he's a recluse and he doesn't come out and he doesn't do anything anymore or something, you know, something like that. Well, when Kiss got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame recently, they wanted uh, they wanted to interview him because he's kind of a, a music enigma, right? And they couldn't find him. Yeah, like Rolling wow. Stone couldn't find him. They got resources everywhere. Right. So, uh, I mean, last uh, news on him was uh, he was living in Connecticut with a bunch of dead dogs in containers. Oh shit! Oh god! You know, he's oh, like man. Howard Hughes, crazy, and then he supposedly went to Nashville and was writing country songs under a pseudonym. And, yeah, that's that's what I read. Uh, know, appara- he apparently, he said that he was mad because he wrote was writing a bunch of songs and he was writing them and singing them and playing, coming up with all the music and everything, and he was getting less money. Well, I mean, he was kicked out of Kiss three times in like a two-year period. But he was so good, they kept coming. They kept bringing him back. Yeah, this guy. This is the same guy who was kicked out of his own band, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, that was named after him. Uh, <laughs> kicked it. Vinnie Vincent was kicked out of the Vinnie Vincent invasion, which <laughs> doesn't seem humanly possible. It's like Cole Young getting fired from Cole Young. Yeah, yeah it's like it's like Bruce Springsteen getting kicked out of the Bruce Springsteen in the E Street Band. I mean, it's like it's. it's How do you do that? It's it's impossible. You got to be really fucked up. And then the guys form Slaughter, and then you know. Uh, oh, they, they! I didn't know that the, the Vinnie Vincent invasion is Slaughter. Well, basically, uh, Mark Slaughter and uh, Dana Strum they formed Slaughter. The drummer Bobby Rock went to Nelson, and. Uh, the interesting thing is the singer on the first Vinnie Vincent Invasion album was Robert Fleischman, who was the original singer in Journey. Uh, wow. And he actually sang uh, on the demos that got them a record deal. Wow. And they wanted, uh, I, I think, I don't know, for whatever reason, the record label was like, we want this guy Steve Perry. And, you know, 
That's got to be a bummer to know that you could have been the singer in Journey. Oh man, I bet you that guy drinks really hard. Got a, <laughs> some sort of you know substance abuse problem or something. That's that's got to suck. And then probably took the gayest album photo cover ever. If you ever get the first Vinnie Vincent uh, Invasion album, it's uh, you know some spaceship design on the the front, and then you turn around the back, and it's got the four band members. Right. Uh, Vinny, Dana, and Bobby look like transvestites. <laughs> and Robert Fleischman's got like a mullet with a writing crop. Like it's the gayest, like it's like <laughs> he refused to look like they did. They're like, this is what I'm doing. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, so, <laughs> and he's got, he's on some great podcasts. Uh, there's a really, I don't usually plug other people's podcasts other than my friends, but these guys are kind of my friends. It's called Decibel Geek uh-huh. Podcast. And, uh, they, De- was it, it Decibel Peak? Decibel Geek. 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 Decibel and Geek. they do a lot of Kiss-related podcasts that are really, if you like Kiss, it's interesting. Like, they interviewed him, and uh, they interviewed some drummer who uh, did demos with Vinnie Vincent recently, and they, he said he was out of his mind, like he wouldn't let him do anything, and like he just was very, uh, like a taskmaster, and like would play the same shit over and over, and like nothing ever got done. Wow. So, like, if I called them and I said, I've been working on a blues music project with Gene Simmons, do you think they would get me on there? Like they probably would. <laughs> but they're really good. You know, they're KISS fans probably right. more than I am. So, they, you know, uh, they, they know how to, uh, you know, ask the questions that, you know, should be asked. Have you ever, have you ever thought about pranking another podcast? I mean, you know, what is this, the Howard Stern show? <laughs> Baba Booey? Those are my favorite, like on 9-11, Peter Jennings is, you know, doing very serious. Oh, like, yeah. They're li- you know, this is like when 9-11 first happened, and like within an hour, Peter Jennings got some guy, t- he's supposed to be an airline pilot, said he saw the first plane go into the building, and then he's like, and then I saw the second one fly out of Howard Stern's ass. Baba Booey, Baba Booey. <laughs> Peter Jennings didn't catch on to it, so he's like, "Oh, and uh, what being, was that like?" I'm being told that <laughs> was, uh, you know, so like, <laughs> yeah, I can't hear it in my headset that that was. They, they did that, you know, they did they did that during OJ too. They did that. They did that when they when they were uh, catching OJ, and then and then uh, and then Al Michaels uh, says. Uh, that's a reference to a popular uh, radio show. I don't. I don't think that was a legitimate call. Yeah, Baba Booey. Yeah. Baba Booey. <laughs> so I think it was Peter Jennings again. He always gets. Uh... Yeah, that guy. I, I guess he stopped doing that. We 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 actually one time we had some guys on and they wanted to make prank phone calls. So uh, we 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 called. Who did we? We called a male masseuse. Yeah, we called a male masseuse in Venice. Oh. And. <laughs> It was really good, and then the guy called. He pranked us back. Yeah, they they uh, they told him that they were all the way down in Rosarito Beach. The guy who was talking to him said, "I'm all the way down in Rosarito Beach, so it's going to be hard for me to get up there tonight." And then he calls back to the, our show, the masseuse guy, and says, "You know, hey, welcome." Chris says, hey, "You're on Goodnight Universe." And he says, "Hey, I thought you were down in Rosarito Beach." Yeah. <laughs> Some of these guys aren't so dumb after all. Yeah, I know. We actually thought, wow, we have a new feature for the show. You know, we can check in on this male masseuse. We need to, like, reach out to him again because he was pretty funny. Yeah, well, you know what? We tried to call him a, a while back, but he didn't answer. Maybe he was busy. God damn it. I did that once to my brother. I sent some gay prostitute over to his house. No way. Oh, yeah, good. <laughs> and we, he used to live on a second floor, like, balcony and... Uh, uh, 
we we said, yeah, my name's Andrew. You know, I'd like my massage and like yeah, I'd like some ball play or something. And <laughs> we hid in the bushes ball outside play. my brother's house to throw eggs at him. <laughs> <laughs> so my brother answers the door and he's like, "Hi, this is Drew. You you ordered me." And my brother, we heard my brother say, "Get out of my fucking house, you faggot." <laughs> <laughs> And then we threw eggs at the guy, so sorry about that. This was like 20 years ago. It was like last week. <laughs> this was two hours ago. You guys, uh, so you guys were originally trying to throw eggs at your brother? No, we were going to throw eggs at the prostitute. Oh, 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 oh. We would always guy prank out. this one prostitute. Oh, like we'd send him to my friend's house, <laughs> you know, and throw eggs at him. I mean, we, we just, the guy knew it was us every time, too. Like, one time I sent him to my parents' old house in Bel Air, which I knew no one lived at at the time, so... We, we were in the hills like like snipers with eggs and he almost i think liked it like he knew yeah. every <laughs> that's crazy you guys you, you guys used to call uh gay prostitutes to hit him with eggs. yeah well, it was really just one. Oh, i love that man that's that's awesome man Drew spangler was his name is he still in business that's possible i'm not really involved in that world so i'm not <laughs> I'm not sure, uh, you know. Drew, if you're out there, yeah, if you're listening, in. Drew, no, no, uh, no hard feelings, man. You know, and you know, if you're still doing it, give us a call. I think there are some hard feelings. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's, there's, yes, there, there's always a, a few hard feelings. I hope. Well, I don't know if that's been 20 years. There might not be any hard feelings anymore. Well, he probably died of AIDS. So what the hell's the difference? <laughs> but Drew, if you are out there, please, uh, listeners of Inappropriate Earl and Good Night Universe. Uh, I don't know, Google phone, uh, Drew Spangler massage, and uh, give him some business, because we probably cost him about $3,000 in gas money. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and this is when gas was like a dollar a gas. Oh, that's great. I just filled up yesterday, $72, man. Oh, Jesus Christ, Let's Start man. bombing another country. I wow. thought I saw you rolling in the valley the other day. You don't go to the valley too often. Uh, every now and then, there's one place I audition at on uh, Lancashire, but uh, that's really? not too often. I thought I saw you the other day on Century Park East in the morning. Um, uh, no, I used to live on Century Park East. I used, to, I used, to, I, I was going to work, and it was about around eight o'clock, uh, seven thirty, eight o'clock in the morning, and I saw a red car like yours going down Century Park East. Going like towards Olympic. Well, you know, the great thing is you will know it's me because I have a Dodge Magnum. For those of you not uh, familiar with what kind of vehicle I drive, and it's got a huge uh, sticker on the front window of a particular uh, stereo shop. I got some custom work done, and they said, "Wait, listen, if we put like this huge oh, sticker really? on the front window, we'll, we'll have to take, check that out. Take a couple hundred bucks off." Oh, they offered. Is that how that happened? So it literally looks like I'm driving a car out of a NASCAR race. I mean, I can't even see out the fucking front window. It's such a such big, a big stick. banner. Is there is there is there like a limit of how long you have to keep that on there? Or I mean, I probably could have taken it off the next day, but <laughs> you know, actually, uh, you know, I'm not going to say the name of the shop because I'm not giving this place any business. Oh, really? Did they get, did they do a bad job? Well, I just, uh, you know, I probably spent about $8,000 on uh, wow. tires, rims, a new hood, a new stereo, a new steering wheel. That's more than I spent on my car. Yeah. Wow. But you got a nice car, too. Wow. And they, a year later, have never contacted me. Just say, hey, I would think in this day and age, when someone drops eight grand on right. goodies, yeah. 
You would want to keep in contact with Wow. Them. Yeah, a little follow-up with what you got going on for sales. See, you, yeah. you're the opposite. You're the opposite of me. I never want to be bothered ever by people again because I don't I don't yeah, I don't like it when people like 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 you buy a car and the people still send you email and stuff. I'm like you know what? Forget we ever met, man. You know, like <laughs> I don't really build relationships like that with with people because usually by the time something something else comes up, I go somewhere else or something like that. Like I don't have a a car dealer. Although what did you I, get in there? The car, you got the rims, tires, rims and tires. So that was about uh, I don't know twenty five hundred bucks, and uh, the hood was the craziest part because they had to get it from someplace in New York because it had a front scoop. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. You got a scoop? It was a specialized scoop, but then they had to shave it because it was too big for the car, and then they had to do this wacky paint job because they had to. Basically, it was brand. It was bright Shut red, it down. but they had to like almost like fade make it. it. Yeah, faded because the, yeah, the rest of the car the is slightly faded, just seven years old. So you uh, think you think the vet sees dollar signs when I go in there with Lewis? What do you think they <laughs> saw when he went in there? Well, <laughs> Man, that's like, why I don't take my dog Lois to the vet. <laughs> she just barebacks it. <laughs> <laughs> She's sick. She toughs. Is it she out. upstairs? No, no, Gail has her. We, you know, we split. Oh, her. okay. And, uh, you know. So. Speaking of which, Gail was. On Gail the was on the show the other night. I saw her last night at the comedy store. She's really looks, she's good. she looks really good. Yeah, she looks great. Well, you know, she's she's. I, you know, I don't know if you think this, but she she probably looks better right now, like healthier now than I've ever seen her since I've known her and stuff. I mean, you know, I'll give you my answers off the air. And, uh, <laughs> no, saying, no, we get along. We're cool. So, uh, yeah, I mean, she's uh, doing that Arbon uh, beauty stuff. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, I've tried a few of their things. I like the energy chews, but the, you know, I, I don't, you know, I mean, listen, everyone has their own taste buds. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, you know, uh, so, yeah, and she's coming. Uh, I think on uh, this show again, you know. She said you guys might do a, 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 a like a, a, a separate type of show or something like that, a relationship type of show or something. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I you know, uh, I've listened to a few podcasts where exes uh, uh, talk. Right. It's pretty actually. You, you think two people who uh, you know have had various uh, emotions towards each other in the last year or so uh, oh, yeah. would not be a good podcast, but it actually no. works if you. Uh, you know, do it right. We get, we actually get relationship calls once in a while. People that are, you know, Who from Duluth. Oh, wow. my yeah. poor cousin, man. His, his, his cousin. wife's fucking around on him and stuff. So it's just like it, he's just like, what do I do? What do I do? Like that's horrible. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it is a great uh, topic. You know, relationships, and you know, uh, I think you have to have a guy and a girl on a show like that. You know what? I'm I'm gonna revolutionize that. Okay, if if if, uh, if what people are doing is they're starting podcasts with their ex. The next time I'm in a relationship, I'm going to go, before we can get into a serious relationship, we need to do a podcast together. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> then she'll be your ex real fast. <laughs> I'll do it that way, you know, just to, just to make it better and stuff. But, well, you know, it's uh, an interesting topic. One of the things we talked about with her was... How uh, big my dick was? Well, that, that too, as well. And she, and she showed us pictures. In her well, phone. I can do that. Oh, you, you've just showed us. We've, we've seen That's the like real a new thing. headshot for you now. <laughs> well, it is a headshot. Digital, it's a double, I do double digital headshots. <laughs> double digital. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else did you well, get? We were talking one about. The front, one on the back. We were talking about uh, the uh, 
the pitfalls or the the ups and downs of dating a fellow comic. You know how at first it seems like some you know it, to some people at least I'm not saying it does to me, but I've heard other comics say, "No, it'll be nice. We can go on the road together. You know, I can oh, feature for him." I would her. never think that. Uh, you know what I mean? We can help write materials. You know, material for each other. But it never works like that, does I, it? I would, I, I would, I could, I, I don't think I ever could even my first day, of, my first week of comedy, whatever, I would never consider that. I wouldn't want to be uh, anywhere with. It'd be like working with. It'd be like I, I wouldn't want to date someone I work with. Right. Well, and Gail said it's good for about two months. Well, you know. And then it, and then it's like, ah, you do what is thing, it? and I'll you do know? my thing. What, <laughs> what is it? Only good for a couple of months, and then it starts to suck. You know. I mean, well, you know, you, I mean, it, it's pros and cons. Uh, Can you sign me up? Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> You know, it, it's. Uh, Will you drive tonight? Would you yeah. prefer to be in a relationship with a fellow comic, or be in a relationship with a non-comic who comes to all your shows and gigs? Uh, well, well, I, I don't know. It depends on uh, you know what the person's like, right? Yeah, I mean, it right. depends. Uh, you know, I think when a comic dates another comic, there's always weird energy. If one comic has a good set, the other doesn't. Right, 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 uh, right, right. If. Uh, you know, like, you know, I can't tell you how many times the you comics the I've dated, you, you see all these horny other comics molesting them. It's like, oh, geez. do you say anything? Do you just like, oh, you know, man. I, mean, I saw that a lot. Just like bad. So are you, are you, are you still down with dating female comics or are you just saying, ah? Oh. I mean, I'll date anyone if I like them. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't care. And uh, it's not a deal breaker. Not really. I mean, if you like someone, you like someone. So uh, speaking just, of dating, are you, you can you can have your yeah. Are you dating anyone? You know, I'm not at the uh, position to say. Uh, oh, nice. Uh, nice. <laughs> well, I've seen some tags and some Facebook things, and you look know. like maybe enjoying the company of someone nice is. Well, I mean, you know, it's I just, saw something the other day, like where you you had a movie or you were somewhere with someone or something like that. I don't know, you were a restaurant or I don't know what you were doing. You were somewhere on Facebook with somebody, and I was going, "Yeah, that's, that's kind of strange." Earl, no, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. It's the same person. Yeah, I, I I forget who it was though, but I remember we and I know. forget where you were, but I was like, "Hmm, this is this is this is not y- usual, Earl." You know, just I mean, you know, to quote Paul Stanley, let's just say. uh my social life is kind of like a buffet, you know. I, everything's spread in front of me, but I don't eat all of it. <laughs> I love that. So, well, you know, you just... Uh, Do you find yourself with favorite things you just kind of go into for a while, and then after a while you're like, ah, oh, you know what, I'm tired of eating, you know, I mean, you roast know, beef. Uh, you know, I don't know what <laughs> Well, you know, I think I'm uh, fairly popular in the L.A. scene. Oh, yeah, man. Comedy I was going to say, you could have your pick of the litter of the L.A. female comics, man. I, I can't imagine, you know, any chick that wouldn't want to wouldn't want to hook up with you. So it's Well, I mean, I think, uh, you know, my <laughs> reputation is solid. Uh, you know, uh, not too many people say a bad word about me, so... Uh, it's all good. Yeah, I, I, hope, I hope there's no one in comedy who thinks of me as a creep. You know that's that that's that that would be if that only came out of comedy, then I would be happy. Like if you never know. I yeah. Mean, <laughs> rumors start. There might be some people out there that think I'm a creep, but I I you know I I know I know other 
guys who girls think are creepy or whatever like that. And you mean guy comics? Yeah, guy comics. And I don't get that vibe. You know, they're nah. giving me that same vibe. But I go, I don't know. Maybe some of those younger, you know, comedians. Everywhere might we think. go, girls talk to us. So I mean, whether it's the bartender or girls at the bar and stuff. I mean, we yeah, actually. Yeah, but you never. That's how rumors start. And right, but I mean, we're actually cordial, and you know, the people that work. If we used when we used to go out and do rooms all the time, people would be pretty cordial to see us, the women. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. like Tracy from uh, Dave. Absolutely. And, and that girl from Michael's Pub. Uh, but, you know. Nav- do you remember, Nav- uh, do, do you Nav- remember the zoo? what's her face, the comedian? She used to, uh, <clears throat> we used to do comedy with her at Ireland's all the time. Um, Deb Cox? No, 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 no. Uh, she's uh, Well, we did comedy. Yeah. <laughs> She's a she's a uh, brunette chick with curly hair. She was from Northern California. Leslie Collins. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. So she, <laughs> you remember? You, you know, she got married, right? And she moved to Northern yeah. California, and she had a kid. And then uh, she was contacting me one time. She goes, "I have some information about a website. You know, like how to get one set up. I'm trying to get a business going." And so I was like, "Oh, cool. Yeah, sure." I said, "What kind of business?" And she goes, "Well, I'm." I'm helping, I'm going to set up this service where I can show chicks how to get nerds. You know, I got a nerd to marry me, you know, and I was, I was going, oh, wow, I didn't know the guy. I guess, you know, whatever angles there are, there are. There's I just a had, calling for that. Yeah, I, I said that, I didn't even know there was a market for that. But, so then I said, okay, cool. And I said, you might want to try these places, these places, these places, you know. And then the next thing I know, I, I uh, she, 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 she sends me an email, she goes, Hey, do you know if it's possible to, uh, you know, uh, check somebody's email without them looking? I go, Why? What's going on? You know, and she says, oh, well, I, you know, I don't know my boyfriend, my husband. I don't know if he's friendly with somebody. I said, ah, you know what? Don't do that. You know, just don't do that. And then the next thing I know, I see her on Facebook and she's gone back. She's taken that name off of her facebook oh yeah no. so she's now just leslie collar again and she's in a relationship oh really yeah oh. she had a new in the relationship oh i missed that one man no i think you caught it you said i thought you were married that oh, was shit. your comment oh, wow. I, hope, I hope i wasn't drinking that night <laughs> <laughs> gotta be careful online <laughs> but it was just strange I, and i just thought wow nerd nerd guys you know but there was really one funny part of that was because she used to have this joke and she was talking. She used to have this joke, and where she was talking about somebody, and she would say, "And you, you were out, you were out there with that forty-year-old divorcee named so and so." And then I, well, the funny part was, I was going, "You know what? She became that forty-year-old divorcee that she used to always talk about in her joke." Well, she was funny, you know. Yeah, yeah she, she was. was uh, you know, that's uh, another casualty of. Uh, you know, talent coordinators and people just kind of not giving the right people a shot. I, I thought if she would have stuck with it, she would have been really, really good, man, because she was, she was funny. Yeah, she, she had like a Sarah Silverman type, you know, fu attitude and right. She yeah, had nice she tits. Really funny. But she was so miserable, though. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, I don't think anyone like other than us being around her. Right. <laughs> 
Because we thrived on her negativity. <laughs> yeah. I felt bad for her when she was married, and she s- sent the cr- you know the thing that she was concerned. And then I went and looked at the Facebook page of her you know husband at the time. He had no mention of being married, no <laughs> mention of her, nothing on his page about their kid. I was like, oh, this is a bad sign. Oh no! <laughs> I mean, this, a one, this is a one way. Yeah, yeah. one way ticket to the devil's. <laughs> You know, playground. Do you do you use Facebook, Earl, to like uh, like con- keep in contact with your family and stuff? Um, not my brother just got on Facebook. I don't think he gets the hang of it. But uh, my other, I have two sisters, two brothers. One sister's on it uh-huh. fairly regularly, and then uh, my other sister's not on it. But she yelled at me once because my three nieces follow me on Facebook, and I posted like some. You know, I don't know, two girls in one cup video. And oh. <laughs> oh, she, she calls me and goes, Oh, what the fuck are you doing? My nieces are asking me what two girls in one cup. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to like, block my own nieces. From- oh, yeah, that's a scary thing. Do you, do you, have, do you don't have any like uh, uh, relatives that'll just like start putting up? Post this about God if you agree, or not like religious, or you know, real right wing stuff, or nothing, yeah. nothing like that. Not really. I mean, I uh, delete that shit pretty instantly. quick. You know, I'm trying to promote my podcast right. on Facebook. I don't want to have some, you know, Ebola, you know, scam. <laughs> you know, you know, isn't that funny? You mentioned a scam. My t- my hometown, more people get hacked their Facebook gets hacked from my hometown. I'll get like a friend request from somebody from my hometown. I'm always like, I thought we were friends already. Did, did I delete or what happened? And so, you know, I'll say, well, there's like 28 common friends or whatever. Then I, you know, okay, I'll add her. And then they say hello and you, know, you say hi. And they ask you how you're doing. You know, I'm fine, just busy. And then, then it comes, it's always like this. Are you excited about the money you're winning? And then, you know, it's like, oh, fuck. It's a scam. It's, 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 it's somebody's hacked into my. That, I just I just saw one the other day. Uh, it said people you may know, and and uh, it was uh, Justine Marino. And then I said, I thought I was already friends with that chick. I just hit her, you know. And then I so I didn't add her, and I then I said, well, she dropped me. Fuck her, man. I'm not gonna add it again. You know, who gives a shit? And then I was looking through my friends, and uh, looking for somebody, and she was already there. And then the weird part was the next day. I saw another ad, and it was her picture, but with another name. Yeah, so she needs to change her password. I was, I was, and I was gonna say, you know what? I'm gonna tell her, and I said, oh fuck it, man. Let, it's effed up. Me. I get it all the time from people in my hometown. Hi, Cole. How are you doing down there? How are, how's everything going down there? And, you know, and I'm gullible enough to like, oh shit, somebody cares. Shit. Oh, it's going good. You know. Hey, are you excited about the sweepstakes? That, <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Do Just you ever get hacked, girl? I mean, uh, I I got that same friend request from Justine Marino. I, oh. thought, I thought we were already friends. <laughs> I added her because I know. <laughs> I got the fucking things in the other folder. You know, a lot of people don't look on Facebook, but you know, you have the inbox, and then right by that is the other. You know, which is basically right. That's the spam. where all the spam stuff goes. And so, but every now and then you'll. I've get, never even seen that. Yeah, you'll get a message there that's legitimate. Like maybe someone you're not friends with. You know, when they say send a message it goes in the other folder instantly ah that's when you go to your messages so uh 
I get the, uh, you know, hey, doll, I saw your picture, wanted to show you mine. Contact oh, yeah. me at www.htzbzbb.ca. I'm like, yeah, that sounds like a legitimate now. website. <laughs> you know, just 25 random letters in a .ca. Oh, so, that's so funny. My Twitter gets hacked a lot. Oh, no way. What happens? Like They send out a thing, you know, they get your password somehow, and then, uh, hey, is this you in this picture? And it'll send a link, and then everyone in your, if you click on the link, it just, you know, invades your end. But nothing bad, too bad happens. Oh, but, wow. So, uh, <laughs> a lot of schemes and scams uh, out there in the Twitter world. Man, you're great on Twitter. You're actually, you're one of the few people that I actually like to, to read their stuff on Twitter. And anytime I can like, usually what happens is, is the only time I go to Twitter is when I go and say, we're about to do a show and I'll refresh and I'll see your stuff on there. And I just fucking laugh, man. When you just sit and watch TV and talk to Twitter about what you're seeing on TV or something, they're really funny. Oh, well, thank you. I mean, I try and do the, I do a thing called Attention LA Comics Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like, and I guess it's too inside, uh, you know, to get like a massive following, but it's just uh, honest evaluations about the world of uh, stand up comedy. Do they know it's you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, I just, uh, I do, do it like, like a hashtag or something? Yeah, so. Like, Are you doing clout? I don't even know what that is. Oh, you don't know what clout is? What's clout? Oh, dude, you got to get that tonight. Cloud is like a cloud is like a service that you get, and it hooks up to your um, it hooks up to your Twitter and your Facebook. And what it does is is it 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 kind of measures how when you post something, if people get engaged, you know who engages with you, and, and based on how many people you engage by what you do on, on Twitter or Facebook, you get a score. And a lot of people are looking for people that have a lot of like you know entertainment companies and everything like that. They're interested in a person's clout score because if they have a clout score, that means that they're able to influence people. It's, right? su- it's super user friendly. It doesn't spam yeah. me at all. It sends you a message once in a while. It says your clout score has yeah, gone up. Yeah, but that's even very I thought, rare. I thought you knew about that for sure. But yeah, you and see that that's K L O U T. You'll really, you'll really, you know. Believe Can you me. hook a brother up? Yeah, yeah. just go to K-L-O-U-T. Can you just do it for me? Come yeah. On. <laughs> get, get, open up the computer. <laughs> Hold on. Let me get the servant to open up the computer. Over there. Oh, I got a black eye here. Uh, Leroy, can you... Leroy. Fire. <laughs> Virgil. Virgil. He's been with you a long time. Leroy or Virgil? Virgil. <laughs> well, actually, on uh, August 26th, you know, right now, the hottest show at the comedy store is this Tuesday night show called Roast Battle. Right, right. And uh, it's basically two comics roasting each other. It's three rounds. Uh, Jeff Ross is the main judge, and then you have like celebrity judges. Like uh, last night, Sarah Silverman was there. (laughs) Uh And, uh, you know, TV comics. And me and uh, this girl play the house racist, you know, where we're just uh, saying some god-awful things, but it gets a laugh every time. Right. August 26th, I'm doing it. That's right. Against Dolph Ziggler, very famous WWE wrestler. And uh, that's where we're going to get down. August 26th. August 26th, you know, so it'll be interesting to... uh, How good are his mic skills? He's great in the ring, but, you know, it's a different set of skills, uh, you know, to roast someone. Right. You know, then have a prepared script. Oh and, yeah. You know, so it's going to be pretty fun. If, but I, I think if he has, if if a guy has good skills, they should be able to get on the microphone 
and and be able to kind of improvise and kind of have an idea and roll with it and be able to get the crowd going and stuff oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, like that. And it's a crazy crowd. It's in the belly room, uh-huh. which I know you guys have performed in. Uh, it's packed. It's like an ECW wrestling show. They want blood. They want, um, you know, just... You know, Whoa. mean spirit. What time do they start it? Uh, the main thing starts at like twelve fifteen. It's real short. It, it lasts about fifteen minutes, and the judges, you know, give you feedback in between rounds. Uh-huh. And, uh, we might have to drop down. It's that. crazy, and uh, you I want to go to the one where you're on that, where you're uh, roasting someone. Let's just say I've got some things in store for Mister Ziggler. All right, you've been <laughs> He's doing a little research. My world. Do, 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 you, do you guys know each other? I've met him a few times. He's a big comedy guy. Oh, so okay. Whenever I think he lives here, uh, whenever the wrestling's in town or he, they have an off week, he's at the comedy store. And he's he's really nice. Uh-huh. But you know what? Come August twenty sixth, I don't give a shit. He's going down. No, nice, no nice, more nice, Mr. Nice, nice guy. So you know that's. But uh, getting back to clout, I've yes. also been told to get this podcast on Stitcher. What is that? I don't, I don't it's know. like some podcasting hosting site, I guess. I mean, I'm on right now, and I think you guys are SoundCloud? on SoundCloud, SoundCloud, and iTunes, right? And uh, that's my uh, dryer going off oh, upstairs. Okay. Oh, nice! So uh, you know, uh, there we go. That's uh, you know the beeper. The clothes are ready to wear and style and profile. And Get the maid. Uh, did you tell the maid? I got Lawrence, uh, Virgil, Flojo, 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 get the clothes. I mean, you know, it's how often does Flojo come? Uh, when I put it in her, <laughs> <laughs> she comes every time. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's yeah. yeah I want to, I, I want to come in. I want to see it, man, because uh, I think it would be. Uh, that's that's like a Tuesday night. It's, yeah, it's too, it's late, but I mean, it's. Uh, this show eventually will get on TV. I mean, it, it's really. I mean, it's that when you have Sarah Silverman coming in to watch it, it, it shows you it's you know, right. she's pretty busy. She's not going to waste her time at midnight to watch them. But it's a crazy energy. It's, aren't there? Aren't, aren't, isn't there a show now? There's a place. Isn't something called like Meltdown or something like that? Yeah, there's a Meltdown has a lot of good shows. They have a lot of like the alternative comedy. Yeah, I think they have a show now on Comedy Central now. Yeah, and it's called Nerdist. Yeah, Nerd, or uh, that's like a like kind of like the people like you know I'm not really familiar with the the hot nerd comics, but say right. someone like Janine Garofalo, Ron Swallow. Uh, Anyway, uh, <laughs> Janine Garofalo, um, you know, Others. Todd Berry, uh, yeah. you know, basically anyone who hasn't played at the Liquid Zoo. Will, <laughs> which I, uh, well, actually, Gail started that room. So yeah. Still going, still going. That's been going, how long has that place been going? When did she, what year did she at start least, that place? Uh, well, I mean, years. She'd probably be better answer this than me, but I think she started around 2006. Wow! And then uh, you know I came in because our friend uh, had spit on a female comic and swung on her, and I'm like, wow, I got to check this room out. Wait, who did that? Well, I'll tell. You, I don't want to. Uh, you know, we don't have to name names. <laughs> Is there really big balls? Who does he have really big balls? No, no. Oh, okay, okay. Because he's the, he's the one that told me about Liquid Zoo. Well, that's just funny how like you find out about a room. I mean, I just remember one night 
all these people buzzing in the LA comedy community. Hey, so and so spit on this girl and, and threw a punch at her. I'm like, where was this at? And the Liquid Zoo. I went down the next week. Like, I gotta do this room. Cause I love, <laughs> you know me, dude. I love being around the stink. Yeah. Right. And uh, that's uh, actually where I met Gail. I didn't even know right. at the time. So. That you know, you know what? That's that's what I remember. That was my Wednesday night room that I jumped to after they stopped doing the whiskey van. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I think everyone did. did. Yeah, we yeah. all did. And uh, I used to then love to doing comedy there, man. We'd go over there. We'd go to, there, yeah, we'd go go to IHOP. That, or we'd go to Sitton sometimes too in North Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. That's, I miss those days. I, I used to. Yeah, I, I used to love the Whiskey Band, man. I was very sad when they stopped doing comedy there. That was a place that, that was kind of fun to perform. You know where I did a set the other day was at the Cock and Bull. I've heard it's back on uh, Sunday. Sunday nights. You you show up, you go up. Yeah, really? Yeah, that's what they say. I like that. It's like my new philosophy with girls. Put out or get out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> put that on the door. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's right above my bedroom. <laughs> so I was going to say, you, you should put that on your front door, but then you might have to put girls. Yeah, you know, like oh, in my neighborhood. Exit only. Man, I, I every time I come over here, I'm so fascinated because I, I'm, I'm curious because, you know, like when we were waiting for you to open the gate, uh, we see this really hot chick walking by and stuff, and we're like, "What percentage of hot chicks live in this complex, or is it all guys?" I mean, I think. Uh, well, there's uh, there used to be two really hot Russian prostitutes there. Oh no way! Blonde, you know, uh, big cans and. Uh, Vet they go. They're not street walkers, <laughs> though, like call girls, right? Oh, they're all cunts. What's it matter? <laughs> right. I mean, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, uh, and they had to leave. Oh, uh, who knows? I mean, you know, they, they left under mysterious circumstances. Oh, no, just disappeared in the middle of the night? Yeah. Oh, How many wh- years have you been here? I've been here since a little bit after 9-11, so. Holy um, shit. You know, it's a good time to buy when buildings were dropping. I mean, no shit. Literally. I bet you can get a killer deal in a condo around the uh, So, World like, 13, 13 years here. 13 years here. I'm ready to move, but, you know. Where did you live before this place? I lived uh, right by the Beverly Center, which is, uh, you know, literally right across the street from it. Only condo, uh, third in San Vicente. Right. Hey, breaking news, breaking news. You said you want to move somewhere else? Yeah, but, you know, I want a house and, you know, for the dog and maybe get another dog. But, uh, you know, you can't. uh, I I still want to live in a nice neighborhood. Right. Right. Have you ever thought about buying, like, uh, the next time it goes low or something like that? I mean, you know, I might, you know, you never, uh, you know, probably my biggest regret was around 99, there was this really nice house where I was living in that area, West, uh, I guess it's not Beverly Hills, but right on the outskirts. Right. right. For 575 it was like, Jesus Christ, that's oh, too much man. money. And that house now is easily over a million dollars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, I never say never, but I... I like this neighborhood, actually. It's central would, to comedy. Would right. you consider going to the Valley or no? I would, uh, but, you know... Studio City, maybe. Studio City. Maybe Sherman I could Oaks. shack up with Stephen Pearson and get him on my, <laughs> get him on my goddamn podcast. I mean. so, so, all the, so all the guys in Red are doing well. Like, no, well, Robin Crosby's not. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's seen better days. <laughs> oh, but the guys that are still alive, 
Because, you know, I always have this horrible image of, you know, the, the 80s rock star. I'm afraid that they didn't get, they got screwed around their money or they screwed it up or whatever. And they're working like at Kinko's or something like that. I'm always, I and I hate that, that thought, you know. So I always like to hear, like, when they're doing well. Well, I mean, it all really all depends on what you mean by well. I mean... <laughs> I know uh, Piercy makes a decent living, you know, with his solo band. Right. He probably actually made... This shows you the craziness of the music business. And, like, he founded Rat when they were Mickey Rat. Right. came up here, became Rat. I think there was a Disney character by the name of Mickey Rat or something. So they had to... He just cut it down to Rat. And uh, so it's his band. Right. But uh, through some weird, complicated process... Uh, when he left the band in the late 90s, he lost the name and rights of the band. Oh. So, and that, that's really the big bone of contention with him is like, I founded this band, but right. I'm basically a hired gun. Oh, wow. I'm band. The guitar player and drummer own the, the everything. So that's why there's, oh, wow. they hate each other. So ah. The drummer. He's got a big problem with the drummer, Bobby Blotzer. That's, uh, what's your name's old boyfriend? Well, yeah, yeah. the great uh, Ashley uh, Clark. <laughs> Ashley Clark. And, uh, you know, by the way, John Clark is hosting the Oyster House tonight, if you guys want oh, to be really? No way. Yeah, I oh, said he'd put you guys right up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> People, people on the podcast are like, what the fuck are they talking I about? I want to see yeah. if those ladies are still alive. You so. know? Oh, they are. Well, who knows what's alive at the Oyster House. But, you know, <laughs> at I least mean, one of them is alive. I think the oysters have even left that place. But <laughs> you know, wow. They lock the salad, the salad bar up with a chain and padlock every yeah, night. Well, is, I mean, I know that, you know, if you look at the guys in the back cooking. that They'll so, steal everything. Are there, are there any 80s rockers you know that are like having to work a nine to five now or anything? Well, the drummer from Rad at one point was uh, working at a carpet installing place. So. <laughs> Maybe when she he was dating Ashley. <laughs> no wonder he drank a lot. <laughs> and then there was that great uh, VH1, like a where are they now type thing on the 80s guys. And they had like the, the guitar player from Kicks, K-I-X. Uh-huh. They had a couple hits. Uh, his job was whiting out billboards around the city. You know, like if a big uh, movie. Yeah. Oh, no. You know, it's time to put the next thing up. You have to white it out or whatever. And, and he was like, hey, man, it's a. Someone's got to do it. So, oh, so the poor guy's over there getting finished in a job, and they're like, excuse me, are you the guy that used to be in Kicks? Yeah. Or that's, oh, he, that's so wrong, man. Didn't you write Tear Down the Walls? <laughs> well, you know, those guys never thought the era would end, you know. Right. I mean, no one saw Nirvana and, you know, coming and Alice in Chains and Pearl Jam and Soundgarden and all those bands. I mean, right. you just thought the fucking era was never gonna end and like bobby brown you know no one really saw it coming i mean she was really in the last great hair video you know cherry pie and that some people would say is that video was everything that's good and bad about that era right because then i think like less than a year later you had nirvana's smells like teenage spirit come out that video where they're just rabid angry youth and then you go to the cherry pie video where the drummer's hitting cherry pies. So, what uh, does this lady do now? Um, she's on a show called X X Wives of Rock, and it's a pretty ah. good show. It follows her, uh, Charisse uh, 
Neil, who was married to Vince Veal. Right. And, uh, he has a young son that's a rocker, right? Is that the I'm one? not sure. I know he had a daughter, unfortunately, Skyler, who uh, passed away of cancer. Ugh. Um, awful, just sad story, you know, tumor. And just, you know, you actually for once felt sorry for Vince Neal because it was like he, it humanized him. Right. Uh, that's what you get for putting on that shitty show at Rocklahoma, you asshole. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, that, for those of you who don't know, uh, uh, right after uh, I, you know, broke up with a, a lady friend, uh, me and Chris decided to take a sabbatical in 2007 to Pryor, Oklahoma, <laughs> to Pryor, see Oklahoma. Uh, basically the 80s metal version of Woodstock, and uh, it was great. You know, Twisted Sister, Rat, Y&T, uh, Vince Veal, uh, Poison, Poison, all these great bands, and uh, Vince Neil, like. Fucking couldn't even finish the first song before he goes behind the drum kit for some booger sugar. And uh, then the rest of his band just starts jamming. Jamming. You're just like, what the fuck's going on here, man? He's just like... It's like I didn't come to prior Oklahoma for four days to sweat my ass off to, you know, hear your, you know, three, you know... Mexican dudes you picked up in the valley. (laughs) Why prior Oklahoma? That's why I never did understand that. Horrible planning. I mean... In the middle of the summer. Airport? I have I have no idea. You had to go to, to Tulsa. Yeah, and then drive over. Probably but, that was the only place they could get it that they could do it at whatever price. They figured right. out if we do it here, we probably enough people. Probably because it's kind of in the middle. So they can get people right. from the East Coast and the West Coast or whatever like that. But I mean in the middle of the summer, Oklahoma is just a sweat box. Yeah, we we gotta be happy. we gotta be glad we didn't get hit by a goddamn tornado over there. Well, I think the second or third uh one, they did get hit by a tornado. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they had like a second. died. They oh, had a second and third shot. Oh, I think they, I don't know if they still have it anymore because, you know, I think me and Chris knew what time it was. Yeah, we, we, got, in, we got in at the perfect time because every year after that, it, it continually got worse and worse and worse and worse, you know, Holy so shit. we got in at the perfect time, you know, so... Uh, but now they have a nut. They have one called like a rock and roll. Have you ever called a rock and roll cruise or something? Yeah, like? yeah. Rock. Well, they have uh, something in Texas. I think it's Rock on the Rise or something like Who's, that. I want. I want. I wouldn't mind going to another one of those things. Well, I saw the uh, pictures of uh, the boat cruise. Uh huh. Because my uh, buddy Stevie Rochelle, who runs the uh, website Metal Sludge, right? Which uh, Stevie provides the music to inappropriate Earl. Thanks, Stevie. Uh, thank you, Stevie. Stevie, good friends with Shelly. Nice. Shelly used to book Stevie uh, in Tough. Hey, uh, Tough, can I come back on Metal Sledge? I think it was Tool Hater. No, yeah, yeah, Stevie. <laughs> this is uh, this is kind of a groundbreaking interview right now. Uh, Stevie, if you're listening, I know you are, because uh, you know, you're a good friend of the show and supporter. Uh, Chris was at one point one of the premier posters on your gossip board on Metal Sludge until you banned him for... Uh, <laughs> Uh, just causing a general ruckus. But uh, it was pretty fast too. Usually, when I would get thrown out of those places, I'd have to annoy him for a while before they threw me out. But this one came pretty swift, man. I was just barely getting started, and then next just thing, just getting I was, going. And yeah, I was that's like, it. Oh shit! Fuck! They threw me out of here. Oh fuck, man! You know. Well, I mean, you know, I don't think too many people want to. You know, the great thing about metal sludge is it covers an era of music. For the most part, people don't really. Uh, 
<laughs> follow. Uh, yeah, other than the hardcore fans. <laughs> right. I mean, you can go on Metal Sludge tomorrow and get a breakdown of what the singer from Britney Fox is up to. Yeah, my my favorite part of that is like some chick, she she writes this list of all the dudes she's fucked and she's like, uh, yeah, this guy, real selfish lover, you know, you know, one pump chump, you know, or something like that. You know, next guy, oh, very passionate, but a lot of pubic hair, you know, or something. <laughs> yeah. The and, yeah, they just they just kind of tell you about all the guys that they've boned and stuff. A lot of pubic hair. Yeah, like that. Just, <laughs> well, the best was, uh, I think it was, I forget which guy in Quiet Riot, you know, so and so, Quiet Riot pretty average love making and let me tell you about the size of his dick there's no riot going on in his pants oh, <laughs> oh, was that kevin dubrow uh, i think it was uh it might have been the guitar player who's now in rat which is kind of funny i mean now it's a uh, quiet rat basically so that reminds me though i just got a message the other day that said that quiet riot is doing a show at riverside I thought for a while I had to check to make sure that they weren't playing at Romano's. They might be, <laughs> but it wasn't. It, it wasn't Romano's. Uh, somebody was just watching. Somebody just checked in at Facebook with a quiet. They were at the Quiet Riot show. Probably Eddie Jarvis. <laughs> yeah. It was tonight. No, it was a couple of days ago. Oh crap! Yeah. Is Eddie Jarvis selling roids in the parking lot. <laughs> you know he's out now, right? Oh, you know, like I don't want to get sued. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, but but let me ask you something. If Kevin Dubrow is dead, who's singing for Quiet Riot now? Well, this is the great thing about these '80s metal bands. They're they're just interchangeable. They're like Legos, man. You take <laughs> take one guy and put him in that band. This guy's in that band. Uh, the singer in Quiet Riot now is a guy by the name of Jizzy Pearl, who used oh, to sing in name. Love Hate. L.A. Guns, and took over for Stephen Piercy and Rat for a couple of years. <laughs> oh, quite a Jiz resume, man. Jizzy Pearl. Yeah, Jizzy Pearl. I have a feeling that's not his real name. Yeah, but, that's probably not his uh, name. You know what? Those guys, they, they move around so much in 80s metal that they should get profiles on LinkedIn. You know, just saying, I'm looking for, you know, drummer, you know, like that. Yeah. You know, just they could just find people a lot quicker like that and stuff. Well, it, but it was even worse in the 80s. I mean, like in the when they were all unknown, you just like, like when Rat uh, first started getting big in uh, L.A., you know, uh, who was the, uh, you know, they stole uh, the drummer and the bass player from Doc and, you know, Jakey e. Lee, who was the original uh, guitar player in Rat, he goes to Ozzy, uh, you know, the, Bass player in Ozzy's band goes to White Snake. I mean, they they right. They, wow, they just move around the pieces. You know, Brad Gillis goes from Night, from Ranger. Night Ranger. He was in Ozzy's band. He was the first. Well, he was actually the second guitar player uh, after Randy Rhodes died. Uh, he was in Ozzy's band, the long-haired guy. Oh yeah, it's great. Well, Randy Rhodes died in a plane crash, right. and Sharon Osbourne didn't want Ozzy uh, sitting at home, so she just said, "We're going to tour." <laughs> So they got some guy, I, I might pr mispronounce his name, I think his name was Bernie, either Torme or Tope. He was Made, like a Madoff? Hippie, yeah, Bernie Madoff. Uh, <laughs> you know, he got into uh, a guitar scam. And, and, uh, he was like the first guy Ozzy uh, took on the road with him after Randy Rhodes died, but he was like some hippie fucking beatnik right. dude, great guitar player, but he just didn't look right up there, so they bring in Brad Gillis. Ah, on like a week's notice, he was told basically, here are the songs, learn all these Black Sabbath songs, learn these, uh, you know, Aussie solo songs. So it's pretty impressive that in yeah. like basically a week's time, 
he was forced to uh, emulate two guitar gods and uh, Tony Iommi mm-hmm. and Randy Rhodes. You know, not the easiest guys. To, it's not like you're just yeah. playing Kiss three chord songs, right? And uh, it's pretty funny. Uh, there's a, I think it's called Speak of the Devil, uh, Aussie concert uh, where it's Brad Gillis on guitar, and you could see people flipping him off. Oh, wow. Because he wasn't Randy Rhodes. Oh, oh those assholes. Sad. And he was killing it. I mean, yeah. especially given the fact that it was, a, you know. They're just knuckleheads. A week's time. It's like, what do you want? You want yeah, to, like, do expect. a weekend at Bernie's with people, Randy Rhodes? People are such assholes at concerts, man. Like, we went to this concert. Uh, we went to go see the cult over here at the House of Blues. And uh, and this this group came out. And I'd never heard of them before. And these people were like, you suck. Bring out the next band, you know. And then eventually this group, I forget what their names were. They just decided they were just going to uh, just agitate the crowd for their whole set. That's all they were going to do. And so they were just like playing guitar. just And the guy, he didn't even, he would just scream into the microphone. And people started throwing fucking beer, beer bottles. At, I mean, uh. Beer, cups of beer at him hitting him in the face and everything like oh. that and he was just like come on you know it just kept on like and it was really weird and, and but people are such assholes at concerts man well so yeah i mean uh, or fans of uh, particular bands in general like uh shelly's friend and I, I i guess i would say uh, my friend too is the drummer in kiss now right the great eric singer right or for those of you who really know him eric Minsinger. Uh, Did you get to see them when they were down here recently? Uh, yeah, I just didn't have the energy. You know, you seen one Kiss concert, you've seen them all. I you know what? I wanted to go see them one time, and then I asked you if you wanted to go see them, and then you said I'm, I'm not gonna see them. And then I talked to you later, and you said, Yeah, I went to go see them. So I want to go. I want to go see them before they die. Well, I mean, you know, uh, you know, it, it's- I have time then, right? Oh, they're never going to stop. I mean, there's <laughs> going to be four black guys in Kiss one day. I mean, <laughs> Gene will still make the money. I mean... Listen, you, you mentioned Tony, Tony Iommi, man. Speaking of dying, uh, I saw him perform twice last year, uh, once at the Hot Sports Arena and once at Hollywood Bowl. He doesn't look like he's going to be around for much longer, man. Well, he's got to go back and forth to the UK for cancer treatments. Yeah. So... Uh, oh, He's he, he no. just he doesn't but man it's like I'm like how does this guy do it man they they've got all these giant lights on there and he's got a black leather jacket you know black leather stuff all the way up to his neck I was like how is he not burning up Well I don't yeah. think he has any sensation left anymore That might be the case but goddamn he's a good guitar player Oh man. he's great Have oh. you have you seen the documentary uh, Sound City I've heard of it uh, There's a lot of rat in it the yeah. guy some rat are in it a lot. Well, I mean, talking. rat was... Uh... And they're talking about that period of time in the 80s, how it was just exploding. Oh, it uh, was like, you know, unlike an era you'll ever see. And it's so hard to tell people who weren't in L.A. It's like... That's right when I oh, moved down man. here in 85. So yeah, with my, was, my brother and our band, we moved down here. I mean, it was just like... Did you ever consider joining a band? I mean, I never had any musical talent, but that didn't stop a lot of Leather, <laughs> Leather Wolf was on the telephone poles when I moved. Shark Island was on the telephone poles when I moved down here at the Country Club in Reseda. Oh, I'm obsessed with Shark Island because the singer Richard Black is like, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but uh, Axl Rose, uh, I guess you'd say, stole a lot of his uh, right. moves. And like, if you ever see the Shark Island, they only I think they might have had one or two videos. Uh, 
but where did you can really one, did they have like one kind of semi hit? Well, they had one. Uh, they got a little airplane. Relatively big video called uh, "Bad for Each Other," All and right. uh, if you watch the YouTube, I guess you find it on YouTube. You can totally see Axl Rose movements, but Richard Black doing them. Why doesn't the rest of Guns N' Roses? Why didn't Slash hire him and go out on the road with him and do uh, Guns N' Roses? Uh, well, Slash, uh, who uh, me and Shelley's friend, uh, the great Brent Fitz, uh-huh. uh, is the drummer for Slash. I was the best man at his wedding. Oh wow! Which shows you how few people he knew in this town. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was in a band called Union. Uh huh. With a Bruce Kulick from Kiss and right. John Karabi from Motley Crue and uh, the great uh, Jamie uh, the Mad Hunter Hunter on bass and uh, you know they uh, there used to be this one Kiss website called Kiss Asylum right and I would literally go on it every day it was just like it was like metal sludge but for Kiss only <laughs> and uh, so they advertised a lot of Union stuff right. So one day I'm at a King game at the Forum and at the Forum Club, which was a place I'd go to to cruise for some gash. Right. <laughs> uh, I saw the drummer walking around. I walk up to him. I go, Jesus Christ, you're the drummer from Union. And he looked at me like like I was from uh, fucking <laughs> Mars or something. And so we actually became good friends. And like a month later, it's like, hey, man, will you be the best man at my wedding? <laughs> <laughs> He knew nobody else here. So. Oh, man. oh, that's so funny. And uh, the marriage lasted about a year. So, so uh, oh, well, you nice. have you have a pretty good, uh, like, uh, collection of '80s rock musician friends. Well, I mean, you know, I would say acquaintances. Uh, I mean, I'm friends with Brent. Uh, you know, but and Piercy's actually a really nice guy. It's just. I mean, it took forever to get Bobby Brown here. And, right. And Tawny Katain was the same thing. I mean, but she was really sweet. Tawny came from like Huntington Beach or some... She lives really deep into the OC. Wow. So, Is she doing okay? Uh, yeah. yeah. She looks great. Have you done any follow-up with her? Uh, I'd like to. <laughs> uh, so you know what? We need to do a yeah, pre-interview. Let's just meet up. at Newport Beach at yeah. the Four Seasons. Drag over there. that box over there and don't even take it out of the trunk. Yeah. <laughs> Well, but here's the weird thing about that. The reason why the whole thing that wanted me to get her on the podcast is one day I had to get a new radiator, and uh, so I went to this place on Melrose. The guy's like, "Hey, man, it'll be about seven hours." So I'm like, "All right." So I start walking home, just to kill two hours that right there, and I just hit shuffle on my iPod. And the rat song "Back for More" starts. Right. And I swear to God, as soon as it started, I looked up, and in front of me was the restaurant where the "Back for More" video was filmed. Nice. Like it was just like, oh my God, that's Gardell's. That's like in the video. I go home. I turn on the TV. A White Snake video is on TV with Tony Katane doing the splits on the Jaguar. I turn the channel and OJ Simpson's being interviewed and she, you know, had an affiliation with him. Turn the channel again and there's some documentary on the California Angels and they show Chuck Finley pitching. Oh, she scared the hell out of him. Yeah, she (laughs) she beat him up in a car. And so I was like, this is a sign from God that I gotta I get her to get on. Tony Katane on the podcast. And he said he'd rather fe- I I did this one last time. He said he'd rather face Don Baylor. Yeah, in- Don <laughs> Baylor. 
<laughs> Number then, uh, 25. And Tony Katane. Well, she was great. She talked about everything but She's OJ. Beautiful. So. Uh, Were you, you know. planning on asking her if she did anal with OJ? Well, I'm assuming she did. I mean, if you can do the splits on a Jaguar, you can take it in the ass from OJ. <laughs> on the Jaguar, like the car Jaguar. Yeah, the, the White Snake video. Yeah, yeah, and, okay. and, and she was. She had a great. I mean, great stories. I mean, she should do a book, uh, uh, like Bobby did. I mean, she told a story on the podcast uh, that her first date with David Coverdale from White Snake. His car broke down right down the street from here on uh, Santa Monica and La Cienega. Uh -huh. so. Oh, wow. Was he driving a junk or something? No, like he was like driving an older Jaguar. The Jaguar from the video. Oh, from the video? Oh, wow. And, uh, you know, just you know, broke down. And you think, how is David Coverdale broke and driving a broke down car? But that shows you the music business. <laughs> yeah. Here's a guy who's in deep uh, purple. You know, White Snake had been around for a bit. And, yeah, you know. David Coverdale was around for a long time. When the car broke down, did he say, "Here I go is again"? Still alive? <laughs> Here I go. Oh yeah, they're still alive touring. So they might be on that White rock and roll Snake cruise. Is still touring? But it's not really White. I mean, it's like David Coverdale and Seven Dudes. Oh okay. Uh, so which happens with a lot of these '80s bands? You know, it's a big scam. You know, they'll say, uh, like I remember once I was doing comedy in like Winnemucca, Nevada. You know, real dump. And uh, in, in the comedy club lobby, it said, Jefferson Starship. <laughs> and you're like, oh, my God, they're playing here? And then in the smallest of letters, with Mickey Thomas. <laughs> but So it was really basically Mickey, Mickey Thomas, Thomas. Right. and seven black dudes. <laughs> so, you know, there's all kinds of scams out there. Right. Even Stephen Piercy uh, will, uh, you know, in some of the advertisements for him, it'll say... In really small letters, Stephen Piercy, the voice of, and then in huge mammoth letters, rat. Oh, oh wow. That's hard. So, you know, there's all kinds of schemes. Oh, right. that's so funny. You know, Vinny Vincent did it when he'd do autograph conventions, you know, smallest letters, like literally like, you know, an inch of an inch. Vinny Vincent of, and then kiss in these mammoth right. letters. Oh, kiss is here. <laughs> so. how many how many how many uh 80s uh like uh like little fan like like that like conventions have you gone to not many i mean uh you know i went to the first kiss convention in burbank the very first one yeah uh which ironically shelly my ex-girlfriend was the she was managing that convention but i never met her that day oh wow so actually met her at a union concert at a strip <laughs> club in pasadena oh so, wow uh you know i don't go to too many of those because you just feel like such a loser in those hey things. wait a minute was that where you were at the other night a strip club oh i haven't been to a strip club in years oh okay I, I, so you remember i told you that when you said you were with someone the other night somewhere and i was wondering i wondered if, were, you, were you at a strip club with a girl but no okay let's just uh, uh no i let me see uh i think you might have just been eating with her or something like that but still i thought that was yeah yeah i mean that's you know, if, like the check-in and mind if you're a girl and, and you get taken out to eat by earl you should be really happy. That's that's a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Because let me tell you something. You might think that there's other guys out there better for you. Uh -uh. Girls in the my past, girls in the future, and girls in the present. <laughs> Raising remote, man. I might be the oldest guy in the park. 
<laughs> but I got the longest line. <laughs> <laughs> so you remember that, girls. I gotta remember that. That should be your monologue, dude. You should do that as a monologue the next time. <laughs> the next time you're doing, uh, you're you're doing an acting audition. Yeah, that's what I wanted to ask you. Is you you said you had an audition. What type of roles has Big Earl been auditioning for? Well, yeah, uh, auditional. Do a lot of commercial auditions, and uh, it, it's great. Like, you know, sometimes when they're just do improv, I'll just do a, a wrestling character. Yes, but they don't know that's what I'm doing. Like, you know, there was one time I had to, and it sucks when you audition and you see the commercial on TV. You're like, fuck, man. Uh, yeah, no, that, that hurts. I had to, uh, I did, actually got, the closest I've ever gotten uh, recently was uh, those John Stamos yogurt commercials. Yeah. yeah. I was the second choice, and it was a great commercial. It played a lot. Oh, yeah. Uh, basically, the commercial was uh, this really hot girl on an airplane sitting in the window seat. Middle seats open, and then, you know, I'm on the aisle seat. Right. And then John Stamos sits in the middle. Ah. Uh, you're just uh. supposed to play like a creepy character. Right. And obviously, there's basically the whole point of the commercial is you are the opposite of John Stamos. Oh, I see. I see. It really sucks because it's basically saying you're an ugly claw. <laughs> <laughs> what are they giving you that role for, man? And that's come on, you're a good-looking guy, man. Just, just... on television, even the ugly guys are good-looking. Yeah. That's well, but deal. I mean, I got to act with John Stamos in the audition, and I just literally just. I don't think he knew I was doing Rick Rude. Right. <laughs> so it's great, you know, to, uh, you know, I don't book a lot of commercials, but, uh, you know, I audition well, but, you know, it's, it's for commercials, it's very much a visual. Yeah, it's hard that you call, but you're getting some callbacks? Okay, great. Uh, I had a callback the other day for an ESPN commercial that I didn't get, but it was really, it'll be played a lot, so it'll be a bummer when I see it. That's you know? all right, because you're getting in front of the casting people. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, like I said, yet. you know, I, I don't, uh, I think I do a good job auditioning, but right. I, I always get laughs, but sometimes it's not about that. Right. You know, so uh, just... Uh, I mean, the good thing is with commercials, it doesn't really matter if you're a good actor or not. They just want a visual. Yeah, person, just the like, look. You know. Ah, nice. So, I mean, I'm sure for like movies and stuff. They, uh, I auditioned once for Sons of Anarchy to be a white supremacist. Really? Yeah. Nice. Oh, man. That would have been a good role. I mean, I've told this story before, but I think I told this to you guys the last time, but, you know, seeing that that... It didn't get recorded. Episode. Well, it did get recorded, actually. It sounded great. You know, I... I think one of the, uh, I think it's like episode number 27 is the four-minute clip uh -huh. of, uh, you know. Uh, of us. Us getting started. And it was great. I mean, it sounded great. Right. I think I tell the Peter Prince story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so, and then it just kind of, you know. We've told that one, too. <laughs> so, but I, yeah, I auditioned and, uh, for like White Supremacist number eight. And uh, it was just scary that they found seven guys more racist than me. <laughs> that Did you time. have a line? Oh, yeah. There. Well, first, I, I had to uh, I walk in the room. It's just Kurt Sutter, the creator how, how of the show. How comfortable are you saying the N-word? And he's a very, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, listen, man. He, and he's a very intimidating guy. He's like, he's, there's no bullshit with him. Right. right. And uh, he's like, listen, man. Uh, we don't want to waste your time. We certainly don't want to waste ours. we got to ask you a couple questions because everyone's leaving 
you know, and uh, right. you know, would you shave your head? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm 45. It's not balding now. Right. It'll grow back. All right, uh, would you get tattoos? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, they're not permanent, are they? I'm like, no, no, they're henna tattoos. They'll take about six hours to put on. They'll say some pretty racially insensitive things. And they'll last about three weeks. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. I'll just wear long sleeve t-shirts. I mean, uh, like, all right, that's good. Well, here's the question. We've lost a lot of actors. Uh, are you comfortable saying the N-word on camera? And I looked at him and said, and get paid? <laughs> I didn't hear back. Oh, man. And the line was, I'm not selling guns to the Mayans and the... Yeah. Ah... So I won't say that word, but I'll, I'll replace it with something slightly less offensive and say Armenians. Right. So, you know, <laughs> all right, and action. Hey, man, I'm not selling guns to the Mayakans and the Armenians. Like, no, no, Earl, it's Mayans. I'm like, I know, I just want to say that word over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> Give me another 85 takes and I'll nail it. Yeah. <laughs> Take two. Hey, man, I'm not selling guns to the Mentos and the... Mm. <laughs> Earl, you're getting the second part down. Great. It's just that first word. So, yeah. oh, that's funny. Wow, man. So, Have right, you guys auditioned? No, I never, I've never. i never auditioned for anything. Cole has. He's, yeah. he's done stuff. I've done quite a few commercial auditions. I mean, you know... I've gotten a couple callbacks. I, I, got, I came down to me and one other guy for... It was like a takeoff of the beautiful mind thing for like kfc chicken or jack in the box where he's doing all the calculating or whatever on the window uh you know like the movie you were but gonna do a commercial with jack i don't know it was like it was a fast food thing but he was like figuring out all the stuff like because right when that beautiful mind movie was out with what's his name right. russell crow so i was playing like a professor type that was figuring out stuff yeah i mean you have a great look for that yeah i get sent out for like that shit a lot yeah, professor I mean, doctor I could see Chris in like an El Pollo Loco commercial. Dude. Oh, yeah. But Sto I mean, no, stock, stock has exploded since IPO a couple of days <laughs> ago, man. I, whoever knew I, uh, El Pollo Loco part? had an IPO like last week. And the first day, it, it, it like jumped like fifty percent. And then you're like, okay, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be cool. And then the next thing you know, uh, thirty-two. It does thirty-two percent the next day. So in in almost two days, the stock nearly doubled. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, and, it's, I, and I was like, really? People give a shit about that chicken? They like that stuff? You know? It's like, wow. I, I, I couldn't imagine. Yeah, I know that. Are you trying to charge your phone call? Yeah, I can do it later. I don't think I have a uh, the old, I school on the way home. old school. Uh, yeah, it's old school. I bet. You're yeah. a Samsung. You have a Samsung phone now, right? I have a notebook that's like the size of a laptop, uh, you know, so. Do you like it? I do. It's. I mean, it's huge, and it's awkward to put in your pocket. Uh, you know. It, it, but you know, I like a big screen because my vision's not the best. So, you know, maybe I'll get an audition for a Samsung. <laughs> With the big. Well, they're about to have Apple's about to have a big phone now coming out. To, uh, they call them phablets. Those phones that are like bigger now and stuff. Apple's going to have one in September. Or they're going to announce one. I think in September. I mean, it's crazy the technology. I mean, my first cell phone was rotary. So. Uh, <laughs> 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 that one still works. Yeah, of course, I still have it. So, did you ever have one of those big long phones? One oh yeah, them? I mean my first phone and my the Mustang. Brick. The brick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had uh, one that looked like a fax machine in my car. It's <laughs> crazy, like the plastic over the numbers. You know. What so. your expedition? No, I just was going 
before you, the expedition. Really? Before, what'd you have before the expedition? I mean, my first car was a BMW. Then I had a Mustang, and I got a cell Wait, phone. What kind of BMW did you have? Three eighteen i. Convertible? And I had it full. No, no, just, just a hard, hard top. top, and I had it fully brothered out. If you know what I'm oh, saying. Oh, really? Yeah. Bright red, red steering wheel, red rims. I mean, it's I was about to tell you that you're like, you're like a black or Mexican dude, man, getting all that shit on your car, man. I, you're the last person I ever would think would do that. To be into that. You should man. get your name put across like the Mexican girls do their windshields, and instead of Yolanda, it'll say Big Earl. Yeah, but there's no room with that uh, auto. Uh, well, you got take that shit <laughs> off, man. Get, you've done your time. Yeah. yeah, he didn't call you back. Remember? How long have you had it on there? Um, about seven years. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I nice. paid my dues, brother. Take it off. And put your. You know what you should there. do? You should you should take that off and put your little at sign in your yeah and your, your your Twitter thing up there, man. Yeah, yeah. just following. You know, I'm trying to get more followers on Twitter. You know, that's how you know you make it in this. I'm business. telling you though, dude, you you're, you're gonna you're gonna have a good clout score. I bet you anything that I, th I think they say that like if you have up to like seventy percent, you're considered a pretty yeah, big you, influential person. I think I'm like at fifty fifty three yeah, or something like that. Yeah, you'll probably be up to close to seventy. You'll probably be you'll probably be up to like sixty between sixty and seventy. Well, I mean that's the thing in this business. It ain't about being funny. It's about having a high clout score. Yeah. But if you're funny and have a high clout yeah. score, you're better. You know, but, you know. You know, I mean, having a lot of... I know people who've gotten, like, development deals because they had a lot of Twitter followers. Right, right. You know, and, fa you know, Facebook, MySpace. But see, I think now they're getting... I see that, and that's something... Clout is actually getting smarter on that because now they, they've started to realize that you can have all the followers in the world, but if you can't get them to engage, you're worthless. Okay, so now that's what clout does. It it measures not 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 only how many people are following you, but how many people you engage when you make a post. How many people comment on it? How many people you know like your pictures, things like that. It aggregates yeah. all that stuff. So it takes all that information and then gives you a really more of a, a profile of if you're a really a bankable person. Yeah, I mean, you know, I just want to make money in this business, man. Oh, really? I just want to give it all away. You know, every just every check, I'll just say, you know, just enough for dinner tonight and just give the rest to the poor. That's, that's... <laughs> hey, uh, no, I'm sorry to keep asking you some questions, but I haven't seen you in a while, so I'm curious about stuff like... I bet. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, the stuff that I don't know about. Uh, Rob has a show. Rob has a show called Real Rob. Right. Uh, are it just Rob or Real Rob? I'm not sure... Uh... Real Rob, and he's—I think it's Real Rob. I was uh, on, I think, episode two, where I play the uh, owner manager of a, a dispensary shop. That's what I wanted to ask you. Yes. Oh, it was great. I mean, I had uh, three or four scenes with Rob, and uh, you know, it was an awesome time. I, I actually had to like smoke. You know, I've never had a drug or drink in my right. life, and I had to like inhale uh, like this herb. Fake. weed yeah. type thing i don't think it was fake because i oh really i definitely got high off of it oh really it messed with your head a little bit and then i had to there was one scene where i had to open up this uh actual uh, uh jar of like this really right. super intense weed and i had to sniff it like i was like telling right. him how good it was and i got high from that uh like i couldn't get in the car for like four hours because it was like uh you know you're just kind of hanging out yeah yeah like, if you're not used to it now that show is still on the air i believe right no no he's uh his he show on cbs which i think was just called rob 
uh, was canceled. Right. And which is weird because the ratings weren't bad at all. What is Real Rob a web series? Real, wa- wa- Real, Real Rob. Uh, Rob is, he's shopping it to people like Netflix, FX, all right. HBO, so on and so forth. And he's putting all his money. Yeah, and he's paying for everything, which is, uh, yeah, got to kind of admire that. Like, yeah. The day I shot, he was basically producing, directing, acting. I mean, it's a lot of, you know, you yeah. got to give him that, man. He, he Put your money where your mouth is, right? Yeah, so I think he kind of felt uh, disappointed in how he was treated by the network. And, said, uh, fuck you guys, I'll do it Essentially, he said, fuck it, I'll do it my way. And Who's that? Rob Schneider. Hey, you know what? I have to give him a lot of... Uh, I have to give him a lot of credit because he was one of the few people. Well, I didn't say few, but I and I wasn't expecting this from him. He actually said something like, "You know, stop this bombing in Gaza" or something like that, and uh, which I would. I I, didn't, I thought he was more yeah, concerned. No, him and another guy did. I thought I, two guys I, came out and said it. Yeah, I thought he was a little more conservative. I I thought I, somebody told me that he was more conservative, so I was very surprised that he did that. But I thought it had, I, I thought it was very ballsy, and so uh, like uh, I I I whatever you know, that's pretty ballsy to do that. So I just and I didn't think he was into that. I don't think he's probably at the point with his career now. I mean, he's financing his own thing. He's probably he kind of I think is at the point where he says what he wants and with you know. I, when I listened to you guys on the KFI 640 radio station, he was great. Oh, yeah. He's very well-read and very uh, right. really smart and uh, very opinionated. So he's a great uh, guy to do something like hosting KFI. Right. Hey, do you think... Do you think uh, do you he's think, past the tiptoeing. Is, is, yeah. is Joe Rogan smart? I mean, you know, uh, I don't know. If, yeah, I mean, he's, he's very well-read and he's, he's also like a fourth degree black belt in jiu-jitsu so i'm certainly not going to say he's dumb <laughs> right <laughs> but, no, i just i just i just i just wonder because i've never i've only heard a little bit of, of his you know uh stuff but a lot of people i read more about him than i actually hear him and uh, a lot of people say you know he's a guy that probably needs to do a little bit more scholarship you know type of thing like in he might not be as smart as he thinks, type of thing. So I was just curious. Uh, I mean, I don't think anyone's as smart as they think, or I don't think anyone's as funny as they think they are, except for me. And uh, no, I'm just kidding. I well, I, I think I think he's friends with Alex Jones, and so if he's friends with Alex Jones, then that means that he's not as smart as he thinks. Well, he's really into the uh, like the Martians and the you know Bigfoot stuff, uh, but sometimes he's mocking it. So. Uh, you know, he, he's got a great gig because, you know, he's the main announcer for you, or he's the main color guy. Right. I think uh, for UFC. And uh, so UFC has all these events now. Cause How much are, does that job pay, probably? You know, I'm sure it's a couple hundred grand. Yeah. And But what he does is the night before, he'll do a theater in whatever city they're in. Right. Which completely sells out. Right. So it's a great gig, man. I mean, oh, wow. And, uh, you know, he's... It, the great thing about him in the UFC is he does it like at a very high level. So he's very knowledgeable. Like even if you don't like the UFC right. or MMA, you appreciate uh, his announcing because when he says this guy's doing this, he should do that. You know, it's like oh, he know, knows. He knows. Wasn't right? he going to be a fighter? Um, I, I don't think very seriously he was. Uh, I mean, as good as he is, uh. 
I think the reality of he probably sparred with someone just to gauge, right? And probably he and he do. probably got his, you know, maybe handled fairly easily. Right. And he's like, oh, uh, you know, maybe I'll just stick to announcing. Yeah. <laughs> but he's very tough, dude. I mean, he's like a legit black belt. You know, there's you know, there's kind of black belt world and and jujitsu is ridden with scams. I mean, you know, it's like. You know, I could start a black belt school. But like, you think you think if you went up to Joe Rogan and you started insulting him really bad, you think he'd beat the shit out of you? I mean, he's probably uh, afraid to get sued, so he'd, he'd probably laugh it off. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm sure those guys. I'm sure he gets challenged by drunks after a comedy show. Come on, I'll you take know, you. those hosting gigs do pay a ton of money. What's the guy that does uh, Ninja Warrior? Oh yeah, I that mean, he's doing that shit. He's got a house down here in Hollywood. He invited me over to a pool party you know and he's been doing it for a while now oh yeah i mean uh you know hosting they, f- a, they film it down in venice hosting a tv show and that that's on a network i mean that's uh it's like doing audience warm-up on a network show it's like a thousand dollars a day so i mean that's good money so wow yeah especially if you're doing it season to season to season yeah. i'm sure it climbs up you can make money at podcast. My one buddy uh, makes about eight grand a month, uh, but he's very established and like, you know, he's he's associated with Rogan, so he gets a lot of Rogan's listeners. Right. And you know, uh, I think yeah, Yoshi came on to our show and he was telling me when I picked him up to take him to the studio that uh, Rogan had so many hundreds of thousands of listeners. And, oh yeah, I mean, and he said it actually dropped off once this other guy left. Uh, was it Jim Jeffries? Well, they, uh, I think Rogan has, uh, he's on, uh, this network called Death Squad, which is, uh, Brian Redband, who's a good buddy of mine. Uh, he's, that's his network. So, uh, you know, people come and go, but, you know, as long as you have Rogan on, it doesn't matter who goes. Right. I mean, he's like the number one guy. So, uh, but, you know, you get ads and, you know, he's the number one podcast. Podcast. I think he's uh, on iTunes. He's, uh, he's since the one guy's podcast got turned into a television show, right? Yeah, Ma- Marin might be. Uh, it's Marin and Rogan are the number two, uh, one yeah, and two yeah, guys. Right. So, uh, you know, I wouldn't mind being, you know, you know, at least featured on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 still, I'm still trying to get. A, I'm still trying to get a, 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 a review. <laughs> oh, I'm, well, I mean, I'm still trying to get enough reviews to actually show a review. <laughs> Yeah, the one review we got listed. Well, we got one from a friend, then the next one was spam. It looked so promising at first. Yeah, guys. Says, hey, he said these two know, really know it, what they're doing. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, hey, these guys really know what they're doing. You know, follow me back. It's so-and-so, so-and-so. Yeah. And then you go to his site, and you realize that he's going to, he's just trying to line up all these podcasts and link to his podcast. And I was uh, like, there's all kinds of fucking oh, schemes God. and scams, you know. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest with you. I wrote my first review on iTunes. Oh, really? Yeah. Who'd you write for? Uh, you know, for this uh, show, no, for for my show. Yeah, oh, oh. not for this show. <laughs> yeah, Just to yeah. get the ball rolling. Yeah, of course. That's all you gotta time the pump. You have to. Dude. I, I yeah. talked about like I tried to cover it up by saying the audio kind of sucks, but it kind of adds to the well, that's you know, old, the niche of the show. Oh, that's the old, back that's, a t- that's a old T Boom yeah. uh, Pickens uh, I think, uh, tactic. I think my name was Vinny Weldon. I think I think it's time for you to assume some some new identities or or, or like a, a an underground anonymous identity and hit like Facebook or something. Actually, yeah, Facebook T Boone's Pickens. Yeah, well, that's what I should have done with my attention. L A. Comics, 
you know, uh, instead, you know, that just shows up on Earl, you know, my Twitter feed. Is it, and, is it too, is it too late to get, uh, on Twitter a name that sounds a little bit like T Boone Pickens, maybe just like T bone T underscore Boone underscore Pickens to see but, if you get that name and say, Hey, it's T bone Pickens and T Boone. But everyone uh, knows it's me and like oh, my writing style is pretty specific. You know. <laughs> oh god i wish if only there was an archive of that shit somewhere man where we could find those posts man that would be they're so not they're not arc, they're not like you can uh my buddy monkey or something might be able to hang with you in the uh, computer literacy world uh -huh. he uh there's some archive site where you can find the, well, there's uh, there's a there's a thing called the Wayback machine and if you just go to archive.org it's there and uh, you're supposed to be able to put in a date and you'll see something. But the thing is, is that doesn't work very well with what they call dynamic sites. Okay, so if those posts and everything were really just a database that was like showing you messages and stuff, they're not really good at showing you that stuff for those days. Well, this is breaking news. Yes. Breaking news. I just got a tweet, uh, a message. Yes. From... Uh, Speak of the devil, lay it down, round and round. Nice. He's ready to go? 11.16 p.m. Hey, bro, let's interview Friday. Give me a time. Yes. Oh, nice. So, uh, breaking news. In nice. The world, we're we're yeah, doing it right congratulations. here. Congratulations. Is had, he coming over or are you going to have to go to him? I hope he comes over, and then that means I bought a $1,000 mobile system for absolutely no reason. <laughs> but, uh, you know. Uh, Do you have any thoughts of taking inappropriate Earl on the road or out to some... Uh, locations uh you, you have really, you have good visual guests so you should take a live show somewhere or something yeah i mean right now i'm just kind of like not that you know 36 episodes and I, I should be working out the kinks but uh you know I, i'd like to you know this doing this podcast is like why i audition for commercials i just want to get better stand-up gigs right. right so uh you know that's why I'm doing this, just to get a following, and right. So you can go to San Diego and and like Red Band, who does Joe Rogan's, uh, he sells out uh, clubs on his own, and he's fairly new to comedy, but You're he's like got the such Comedy a, Palace and yeah, he yeah. does like I think he's he does a lot of shows at the American Comedy Company, which is right. the only club recently to headline me, uh, which is kind of cool, but yeah, uh, you know. If you have a large following, you can get booked by, um, you know, any club. Yeah. They, they don't they don't really care if you're funny or not. They just want the seats filled. Hey, how long right. have you been out? Of, how long has it been since you've been, or have you been out on the road now that you're kind of single now? Well, I mean, uh, in terms of looking for tuna? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, yeah. I mean, you know, I never really, uh, you know... Ugh. I used to see some pictures of some chicks kind of, you know, getting excited and after stuff. The show. Yeah, after the show and everything. Oh, yeah, but I mean, well, I mean... I didn't know if you were... You probably... So you might have still been in a relationship. I was just curious if you had gone out on, <coughs> on the road since you've been single. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, you know, uh, I would say after uh, I was single, I, you know, I, 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 you know, I do okay for non-celebrity, you know. Oh, nice, man. Nice. You that, know, uh... You know, <laughs> I don't. You know, <laughs> yeah, I, I take the. Uh, 
you know, the route of if you got to talk about how much pussy you're getting, you ain't getting any. <laughs> you know, the guys with the biggest dicks, they never talk about it because they already know. But let me tell you this right now. <laughs> uh, you oh, want, Jesus, that is, that's huge. <laughs> you want a ride of a lifetime <laughs> and a guy who can buy you dinner after instead of being some sleazy bar dweller? <laughs> You come see Big Daddy. <laughs> you heard it, people. So, no, I'm just kidding. I'm getting, you know. I'm I like that. Was that Razor Ramon too? Oh yeah, that was Razor Razor Rude. I like to. I've combined oh, <laughs> the two. Rick Razor. Oh okay, okay. Oh okay. I I like it, man. Which was the best? I told you guys off the air, but like, you know, I, I recently did uh, the Iron Sheik roast, and it got it right up in the Rolling Stone. It was great. And, uh, you know, the, I was originally just supposed to do the ultimate warrior right halfway right. through. And, uh, the first guy is going up there and he, you know, it was a tough crowd. I mean, you know, they, they want to see the iron Sheik, They want to see buff bag. Yeah. Well, they don't really want to see any of us cause they don't know who we are. Right. right. And, uh, so the guy's not doing too well. He's like, the, the Iron Sheik's manager like, Earl, get out there. Just do something. I'm like, well, I, I got to put the makeup on. It takes a while because the ultimate warrior, even though it's not, uh, a, uh, a complicated design. It right. still takes a while to do yeah. it. My friend Jordan Lee, who is a great friend, and he's a big wrestling fan. He does it perfectly. Uh-huh. Uh, he's like, no, no, just oh, here, here's a mustache. Go out there, it's Rick Rude, and because uh, I sometimes late night at the comedy store, right, will be brought up by David Taylor, who's a really funny comic, uh-huh. and he plays my manager, and I do Rick Rude to the crowd, and they love it. So I go out there, 400 people in the main room of the comedy store, and I just start insulting the crowd. I'm like, I'd like to take a moment to tell all you greasy, sweaty, Armenian sweat hogs <laughs> to keep them. And they're all Armenian and, and Persian because the Iron Sheik is from right. Tehran. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> You're not to see the Iron Sheik. So it's a pretty heavily uh, Middle Eastern uh, crowd. Yeah. And uh, a lot of hummus ordered that. Yeah, time. and I'm like, <laughs> and hold your fat girlfriend and wives down, so they don't storm the stage like a rhino, <laughs> while I show them what a real sexy comic looks like. Oh, that was the best, man! And, and then I like do his, you know, how he would gyrate right. his hips, and then, uh, <laughs> you know, of course, I had a female plant in the crowd. I'm like. Now I know before I leave this stage that one of you whores wants the rude awakening. <laughs> the rude awakening. <laughs> who wants my lips planted on theirs? And she was great. She played like this dumb wrestling fan. She's like, oh, I do, I do. <laughs> and so she gets on stage and I make out with her in front of everyone. And oh, like, nice. You know, like I'm grabbing her tits and stuff and like the crowd's going nuts. And Do you guys practice that? No, no. I mean, you know. <laughs> You know, I mean, let's just say there may have been a practice session beforehand. <laughs> so, Walk her uh, through it. Yeah. yeah, it's like okay, so I'm gonna go here. I'm gonna yeah. st- I'm gonna start here. You, you okay? Okay. Then I'm gonna move here, and then uh, what about one finger? No, okay, that's fine. I'll just one stop. Finger. I'll just yeah. stop. the two knuckle shuffle. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, that was uh, fun. And then I came back later on in the night as Ultimate Warrior, which was great because. The first uh, 
on the first seat was Buff Bagwell, a very famous pro wrestler. Right. And it was always rumored that he and Warrior were gay prostitutes in Atlanta <laughs> before they made it. Ah. So I walk out and, you know, I run through the crowd like a maniac. They're playing the Ultimate Warriors music. I'm throwing my fucking jacket on people and just acting like I don't know how to get on the stage. So I'm acting like completely coked up. And I, I get there and the music stops. And I'm like, hey, Buff, you probably don't remember me from this angle. Let me, you know, let me bend over in front of you so you know me. <laughs> So I literally put my ass in his face, and he's like, he's loving it. And like he's he's he was the best part of the roast because he was. Let's so, just say I think he had some cocktails in him and he's having fun. Yeah, he's you yeah. know he was yeah he was. I mean, what a thrill for this guy to be in a room full of four hundred people who love him and everyone wants his picture and right. he was awesome. Can you can you imagine if that guy was a prostitute? A gay prostitute around that time, and he's going to a hotel room with the Omni or something. And Tree Rollins is way up there yeah. for him. Tree Rollins, one of my favorite Tree players as a Rollins kid. Tree Rollins of the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was just thinking, you know, they're in Atlanta. Can you imagine that? That would be so funny if you could, you know, see the like, who, what other, what other Washington celebrity? I mean, uh, Atlanta celebrities of that time would be calling up a. Uh, a, pro, a male prostitute that oh. would be shocking. Um, Maybe Dan Roundfield. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> see, that's when I follow the yeah. NBA. So, Tree Rollins. Lou Hudson. Uh, Sweet Lou Hudson. Yeah. Uh, Wes Unseld. Uh, oh, he was man. at the Washington Bullets. Yeah, but still. You know, I love that era. Not just oh. music, but sports. I mean, yeah. That's when you know white guys were in the NBA. So. You're, you're right, man. That was a great era for sports. All man. the Celtics was, except for JoJo White. Yeah, I mean, uh, who else? There was another guy uh, on the Hawks. Because I actually, it's it's weird. Like, oh, I grew up in L.A. I have to stand up because my joints are getting fucking fried. Uh, they had a know. couple good guards, Lou Hudson and somebody else. But I grew up a Hawks fan because I got Why? WTBS. WTBS, yeah. Oh. Or TBS at the time. Yeah. Uh, no, it was WTBS. It was WTBS. Then, now it's yeah. TBS, yeah. So I grew up like a Cubs fan because we got the... Channel uh, 9, WGN. WGN. Same thing. Which is, uh, and then I grew up a Ranger fan, hockey wise, because I got WOR, which is how I became a Howard Stern fan because you know he was on WOR. I would not go out on Saturday nights until I watched Stern, uh, you know his TV show, which was I thought oh wow funniest, so oh. like the King Games, of course now they're on you know winning Stanley Cups left and right. Uh, they just signed a deal on a KBC, I think seven ninety right. Which is huge for a hockey team to be on such a big station like yeah. that, uh, because this year they were on the Patriot, you know, Rush Limbaugh station. <laughs> which they're on the, yeah, you're right, they are on eleven fifty. But we're you couldn't hear them. Station. You could be in the Patriot Studios parking lot and you couldn't get the signal. Oh That's no, worst, you're right. It's the worst station. Man. It's just a bad uh, signal for whatever yeah. reason. Like, uh, Rush, I think we should send all these Mexicans back. Oh, to- I've sent him a message already. He said you, you, you're the excellence in broadcasting. Baba Booey, Baba Booey. <laughs> Now let's get into this. I mean, I know. Uh, let me see. What we're hitting a nice stride here. It's uh, we're at an hour and thirty-seven minutes. I yes. Mean, 
And I, first of all, I very much appreciate you guys coming back. Oh, of course, man. You know, I'm sorry we couldn't we couldn't get down here earlier. It's just a pain. Honored. Yeah, it's just always we've been really busy. It's no, honored. I know it sucks. You know, I mean, which is but you know, this is one of the things I don't like about comedy. Is you guys are probably my two best friends, along with Roger Rod. Right. Uh, you know, like legitimate friends. If right. I quit comedy, yeah. I I would still talk to you guys. You don't have to include him. No, I'm just no. <laughs> maybe not Roger, but I mean, <laughs> who I saw last night at the roast battle. Oh no way. Uh, because they have the black show on uh, in the main room on Tuesday nights, and then the roast battle is upstairs. So it's okay. a really interesting crowd dynamic. Like, uh, and then some, the, the roast battle is getting so big. A lot of the black celebrity comics are going upstairs to watch it. Oh wow! Because that's a very popular style with black comics is basically talking shit, to ripping each on each other. Yeah, and, it's a little bit like your mama. Yeah, um, but it's more elevated than your right. mama because your right. mama jokes are kind of just stolen and borrowed that. like you know your mom is so fat when she sits around the house she sits around the house these are like <laughs> like if you me and chris were to do it or me and you right i would have to look up like you know information on you you guys right. would have to look it up on me and then you just talk shit about your parents right my jokes uh and it gets brutal man and you have to have a lot of jokes because it's three rounds and you know, the first round is tit for tat, so it's like I do a joke, Chris does a joke, and then you, you know, it, it you know, it gets like intense, and then the right. second round's the toughest because you have to do as many jokes in 30, <sighs> 30 seconds. So it's like you know, but it's not, there's not ever a time where you actually just go back and forth with each other. Well, that's tit for tat. Like the first round is like, well, you know, you could make, uh, and it gets real personal. Like that's why I'll never. I mean, I'm doing it against Dolph Ziggler, right? But you know, it, it, that's more like you know a fun one right you know i'm gonna make fun of him have right. so some enemies have been made from oh yeah i guess like there are these two girls uh, a couple weeks ago that you know were acquaintances but they weren't friends right and it got ugly fast oh really because the crowd wants blood and like the belly room is a very small you know you guys have been up right there. it's a very small yeah. stage and the first row of seats is is literally like right your there. knees probably can touch it. Right. So the crowd just it's it's beyond capacity. So they want blood, and it's like you know I'm sure if I did it, I know what the first line of attack would be. So you know, I'm no dummy, you know. You know I'm a, you know I'm a thinker. Wow. A, so you know. Oh man, that, I don't want to do that. Fuck oh, it's that. brutal. You got any skeletons? Ex girlfriends will be brought up. Uh, you know, current girlfriends will be brought rumors. up. Yeah, rumors right. and and you know at the comedy store it's a very uh, everyone knows everything. Oh fuck that man! So it's not. I mean, the comedy store is the worst place in the world to have this contest in the sense of you know any skeletons you have, everyone knows. Right. So you know if you took a fat chick up into the belly room to get a blowjob, everyone knows. If you cheated on your girlfriend or boyfriend, everybody knows. Oh wow! So it's and it gets personal. Like you know, you could be dating a girl, and you know, they're talking about her. She's like in kind. the room, and you know, well, your pussy smells. Well, your dick was small. Well, you took dick pills. Well, I had to because you have a fucking this, and you know, it's just it gets oh, that personal. Your yeast infection. Yeah. And, oh, well, you yeah. have zits on your back. Well, you gave them to me with your greasy skin, and it's like it just gets, it just disintegrates. Oh wow! So, 
Oh uh, no! But it's really fun. I mean, it's you know, it'll get on TV. August twenty sixth. Yeah, August twenty sixth. Dolph Ziggler and I. You know, uh, I'll probably. You know, I'm not sure if I'm going to do it as me or as a wrestling character. Oh yeah. I was just on eBay before you guys came on looking for Rick Rude T-shirts. I thought I'd come out. You know, do the. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I and, love that. And Dolph's really—he's a really nice guy. So it's—you know—I think we both know it's just—it'll be fun. Kidding around and uh, see, it would, I would rather come out as a character because then maybe he could—he would only have to focus on your character and not your person. Yeah, but I mean, I know the great thing is that in these roasts is everyone writes for everyone. Right. So right. like, you know, like I'm sure I can only imagine what people are telling them about me. Hey, you know, he—he, he, you know. Uh, whatever with whoever uh, you know you might want to bring that up and uh, let's just say I'll be very prepared wow oh, wow I know a few things about him oh, oh. you've done your homework so Ziggler like. if you listen to this you piece of shit <laughs> you're in my world now and I do my research so I know who you've been poking brother oh I love it Ooh. I love it and he's a, he's a super nice guy so it'll be fun but hey. You know. Is Buff Bagwell really a gigolo now? Yeah, he's on that show Gigolos, and I think you go, I forget the name of the agency, but if you go on their website, right. and I actually would give it out if I remembered it, uh, you can, uh, and that's one of the roast jokes I wanted to do against him, uh, because it gives the breakdown of the prices. So oh, the whole thing of the Iron yeah, Sheik yeah, roast yeah. is obviously you, you say a few lines about the Sheik, right. but you also make fun of the other comics on the show. And right. I think there was like four of us and then four wrestlers. And right. The, like, I, I didn't do it because, you know, the, the warrior, you know, you know the warrior. His, right. His character is so, he, he just rambles. And so I didn't really get into material. But there's the price list for Buff Bagwell. It's like $3,000 for the night, uh, $5,000 if he spends the night, uh, $10,000 for three-day weekend, and then it was like $25,000 for the week. Like, who the fuck would want to spend a week with Buff Bagwell? And I wanted to go, hey, Buff, how much does it cost to get you out of the wrestling business? So I'll sign that check right now. And it was great. I mean, it was, some of the jokes were just great. Like, uh, there's uh, New York comic Mike Lawrence. He did a Chris Benoit joke, oh. which, which was awesome. I mean, no one... You know, because he was, uh, Chavo Guerrero was one of the, uh, uh, you know, roasters. And, you know, he knew Chris Benoit pretty right. well. Did so. they mention Eddie Guerrero? No, no one did that. Uh, that was his brother. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So everyone was being cool. But, you know, Mike Lawrence, he didn't care. He's like, something like, Chavo, you've got the uh, wrestling skills of uh, Chris Benoit's babysitting skills or something. <laughs> That's not the joke, but it was something similar. Right, right. And everyone loved it. And, uh you know, I got pantsed actually. When I was the Ultimate Warrior, you know, I'm doing my thing. Right. And that uh, black tag team, Crime Time, uh, they, they were on the dais. And I'm like, Crime Time, uh, the only crime you guys committed was getting on TV as wrestlers. <laughs> got a big laugh. And I'm not really paying attention uh, to what they're doing. Right. I'm in front of everyone. And I'm like, uh, after seeing you guys wrestle, uh, I think Donald Sterling had a point. <laughs> And all of a sudden, I feel these massive black hands <laughs> on my underwear, and he just rips my underwear off. Oh! Like, <laughs> so I'm on stage at the comedy store <laughs> with my dick hanging out, <laughs> like my balls are out. 
and I'm all scared, so I, I put my pants back on real fast, and like I can feel my dick is out still, and like <laughs> is this on video, or yeah, anything? and that's like in the Rolling Stone article, you know. Oh guy, really? I kind of took a cheap shot at me. He's like, yeah, and some guy uh, dressed up as the warrior with his dick out. That just shows you the kind of night it is. I mean, this was the stage Richard Pryor was on. Oh uh, wow, oh, that's brutal. Kind of made me feel bad. Was that was that in the the web Rolling Stone or was it actually was that, the print? Oh no, not the print. Okay, it's like the online. Okay, uh, but the you know the cool part for me was they posted my Rick Rude set. That's where I saw it. That that's that's where I saw it. So uh, you know that was kind of neat. Oh, it was great, man. It yeah. it was great. I'm telling you, when I saw that, I said. God, Earl, he's all in, into fitness too, and he's got a good size, got good mic skills. I said, well, maybe he just couldn't take the abuse on his body or something like that. And I was like, well, doesn't he play that hockey? They they abuse each other and stuff. Like, wouldn't? Well, not know? at forty five could I think venture into the world of pro wrestling. But, <laughs> you know, let's just say after the breakup, I uh, spent a lot of time in the gym. Oh yeah, man, you, you're, you're you're probably the. The most famous workout comic that you know in, on Facebook. Um, yeah, on Facebook <laughs> though. I mean, does this Facebook? I mean, does Carrot Top? Does anybody follow Facebook? Uh, Carrot Carrot on Facebook? I I got no problem with the guy, but I don't follow him on Facebook. Uh, I, I wonder if he says he's going to the gym though. Or you think he just does it? I think he just <laughs> does growth hormone and sits yeah. around all day. That's but now he's does he my, still do comedy? Oh hell, he kills it in Vegas. Yeah, I think he's like the house guy at the Luxor. Yeah, he's the king of uh, one of the clubs there. So, well, I mean, you know, and people—that's the thing about comedy. It's like you disappear like from the mainstream. People think you're a has been, but that guy makes millions in Vegas. Right. Oh yeah, same thing kind of with Dice, who I actually have become relatively friendly with at the comedy store. He's a super nice guy. Have you seen Dice's son? Max. Everyone calls him Baby Earl. Yeah, he looks just like a young Earl. Yeah, he looks just like me, but not nearly as funny. Well, no, he's pretty funny. But he I is mean, funny. You know, I felt bad for him one night. We were doing a show together, and uh, a Joey and Jimmy show. So it shows you the quality of the gigs I was booking. Nice. <laughs> and uh, Max is up there, and he actually is really funny. And uh, but it was a tough room that night, and uh, none of us were doing well. And uh, someone yelled out uh, something to the effect of, "You're like a shitty dice clay." Not knowing that that's his dad, right? <laughs> and he, you know, he was cool about it, but it's just like you know. It's like oh. I see Andy Dick's son, who's really super funny dude, uh, Lucas Dick. He, you know, he you know has to deal with his dad's shenanigans, and you know it's you know hard. I think being related to a famous comic. Oh, so, like I know Richard Pryor's son does comedy. I can imagine what he goes through. And I saw him one time, but then I never saw him again after that. Well, it's tough being related to someone famous. I mean, yeah, you know, I I know. Oh, yeah, Cry Me a River, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that a Kiss song from the 80s? I, I was listening to some of those Kiss songs from the 80s, man. They're the best, man. Especially off of Animal Eyes. You know what? I, lis I listen to that all the time because I'm playing the drums, and uh, and there's some really... Well, when that, that was like the drumming that I would say, if I could play like this guy can play, I'm going to be really happy. And I started getting that, but then I started listening to like death metal, and they're like nuts on the drums. Oh, double bass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like that and stuff. But uh, you're right, Animalized. I listened to uh, there's the song. Uh, what's it called? Into the fire, out of the cold, into the fire, something like that. Uh, 
hold on let me get that hold you guys keep talking it's, <laughs> it's like out of the cold into, into the, the fire. fire that one and then there's a there's another one on the other i've side. had enough yeah yeah, I've had enough. It, and I would play a clip of that, but I think uh, I did that once on a podcast, uh-huh. and SoundCloud took it down. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Which is scary that someone's listening to my show. And then they, they have another, I have, there's another, I, there's another uh, song that I listened to from them. It's from that same album, because uh, both of them have really good drums. What's it called? Let's see. Uh, burn, bitch, burn. No, 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 no. Uh, let's see. What is it? What is it? I, I think what, both of them start the thrills in the night. No, no. I, I have that one too. But they're the they're the beginning song on each side of the cassette. I should say that 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 would probably be the best way to remember it. Under the gun. Okay, under the gun. Under the gun. Gonna do it my way. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. Well, I like uh, burn, bitch, burn. When Gene's like, let me put my bend over and let me put my log in your fireplace. I mean, what the fuck? Yeah. But here's an interesting kiss fact. Wait, Under the Gun, that's on Lick It Up, isn't it? No, no, Under the Gun, I'm looking at it right oh, really? now. It's on Animalize, oh. and I've got the remastered version for shits and giggles. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, Under the Gun, well, Animalize is an interesting kiss album because it's the only album featuring the late, great Mark St. John on He guitar. was a good guitarist, man. Well, but kiss always shits on him now because they were like, you know, he played too fast. He played like a bumblebee. He played a thousand notes a minute. But that's what you want. I thought. Man, yeah. I thought. I thought. As a matter of fact, I'll go out and say that for me, Animalize is my favorite Kiss album. You know? Well, yeah, it's funny because you and I are around the same age. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously, we knew who Kiss was in the '70s with the makeup when they were in their prime. Right. But to me, like, like the first Kiss album I uh, had was Love Gun as a kid, but. The first Kiss album I bought, like with my own money, and when I say my own money, I mean the 20 bucks my dad gave me, <laughs> uh, was uh, Lick It Up. So that's when I got into him, too. And, but, well, that's when most hardcore fans checked out, but you know, that's why I'm so obsessed with Vinnie Vincent, because he was the guy he on was, the cover, right, Lick It Up. Right. Mar- then he you know, got fired, and Mark St. John came in. I mean, Kiss had three lead guitar players and three straight albums. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, for, I felt bad for Mark St. John because Animalizes when Gene was doing his movies and acting in Miami Vice. Paul was, you know, off in terms with his sexuality. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> you know, and Eric Carr had no say in the band. So, uh, you know, Mark St. John would be in the studio with uh, Michael James Jackson, the producer. Uh, and basically, like Gene and Paul would call Michael James Jackson and say, "Tell him to play this and do this and do that," and and then you know so he was like he didn't know what to do like so and then gene and paul criticized him say he sucked it was like well you guys weren't even in the fucking studio with him so oh no i thought i thought he took kiss well i thought that mark st john guy he took kiss to another fucking level i thought he was even better than benny vincent i mean i thought he was the best and i was so bummed because i wanted to go see kiss specifically to see him play guitar and stuff and then by the time they got to lubbock I was like, that's not him. Probably Bruce Kulick. Yeah, it was Bruce Kulick. And I was like, who was a good guitarist. A oh, very he's great. Good, really good guitarist. But I wanted to see that guy, man, because he was he seemed to be really, really good. And then and didn't he get didn't he have like a bad hand thing well, or that's something? a story. Oh but, really? Uh you know Do you have an exclusive for us here? Well not really. I mean he's dead. Oh. That's the exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> But I think that uh, no, not AIDS. 
Well, no, that's Robin Cross. But, uh, um, I think uh, Mark St. John died basically of a meth addiction. He was, he was pretty fucked up. Oh, him. no. I so, didn't know that. But uh, he... Uh, probably the rarest Kiss bootlegs are... Uh, the the He played like a concert and a half. He's only done uh, basically one and a half concerts with Kiss live. Oh, wow. So that's a very... Uh, I'll define those. Well, uh, you can find audio, but it's, I don't know if uh, any video exists. But there's right. a great picture of, I think, the last concert where it's uh, Mark St. John and Bruce Kulick on stage, like doing the, you know, they're waving to the crowd. Oh, they were like switching in tag teaming or something like that? Yeah, because he, uh, I think he did have Ryder's syndrome, which right. is uh, inflammation of the joints of the hand. Oh, okay. But then again, he, he was in a band two years later called White Tiger. So I don't know. Uh, I think he just didn't fit. Ah. But, you know, that's what was big at the time. Right. Uh, yeah, big, in the, powerful guitar like in that. In the mid-'80s, you, the, the top guy. Well, Van Halen started everyone thinking, going, okay, we need a hot shot, you know. Yeah. Fucking insane guitar player. Right. Absolutely. Ozzy had Randy Rhodes and then Jakey e. Lee, and then you had Dawkins with George Lynch. And uh, so Kiss, they're the biggest fucking bandwagon jumpers ever. <laughs> you know, if, if Polka was big, they'd get a Polka guy in there. And right. So uh, he was perfect for that era, but, you know. Right. You know, I saw Kiss. I've, I've never actually seen Kiss with their makeup on. And now that I think about it, now that I see Gene Simmons, I don't see how I could go to a concert and see him without. I mean, I, I, I don't think I could bear seeing him on stage perform without makeup. Oh, they would never go back to non-makeup. Yeah, I, I mean, he he looks really so bad on. Even he looks bad on television. You know, I can't imagine what he would look like sweating up there on stage. You know, it's, you know, just it, it's, you know, at least makeup. That that's a good way of keeping your. Those guys were smart. Right? Well, I think he. Uh, I think he went to the Greta Van Susteren plastic surgery uh, school because he got ripped off. Oh, yeah, he had a man. bad job. What about what about Paul? Does he do any plastic surgery? Well, Paul looks like he's in a perpetual wind tunnel. So, <laughs> oh man, he's had it pulled back. Oh, he's got pulled back. Uh, kind of something going on with the hairline. Uh, you know, probably a chin implant. I would guess. Would that be a dream score on your show if you got Paul Stanley to come in? I mean, I I, I tweeted him a few times. Uh huh. Uh, I don't know if he would have a sense of humor, though. I mean, you know, and I'm sure uh, he's sick of answering the same questions. Right. You know, what was it like putting the makeup on? And I would love to get him because I would try and ask him more stuff on the 80s. Like, right. Tell us about the Mark St. John experience. Right. Uh, tell us about Vinnie Vincent. And, you know, it's like when I have Stephen Piercy on, you know, he's probably sick of. Tell us when you were Mickey Rat in San Diego. You know, I want to right almost do a reverse timeline and let's talk about now and then. You know, what was Robin Crosby like? You know, he, would you say like the? Would you say like what? What was up with those intros? So would you, <laughs> yeah. you know, when I was just a boy, I was like, when did you turn into a gay black Jew? Uh, you know, so it's it's hard to like interview someone like Paul Stanley, who's like obviously a legend. And, right. You know, he's been asked every type of question. You know, but I would try and ask him like questions he hasn't been asked either at all or that much, and see how it goes. Do you think anyone's ever asked him if he's gay? I don't think I'd ask him that. No, I said, do you think anyone's ever asked him? I'm sure, interview? and uh, you know, he's pretty quick though. I think one guy kind of 
did ask him that, and uh, he shot back really fast. Why are you interested? Oh, uh, so he's pretty quick. Uh, you know, uh, did you know? Uh, you know how we were talking before? We talked about David Lee Roth and. <laughs> Uh, whether if David Lee Roth was gay, you know, or whatever like that. And then we went to go see him at that concert. I saw him and I was, I was like, oh God, he's just prancing around there. Like if they're, it just, I, he just seemed like so flam, so gay and flamboyant. Oh my God. Yeah. But the, the weird thing was the other day I was watching that David Lee Roth video because I wanted to see, what's her name? Uh, Maria on there. And then I started watching that video, and I watched the whole video for like Yankee Rose, and I saw him perform. And now that I'm older and I see that, I'm like, oh God, that's so gay. I mean, just I see his performance now. I see it. It's like, oh, it was. It it, it didn't become gay. It kind of always was, but I was just so. I, there was just such a fog because of the music and the excitement and you know him just thinking of him and like rock and women and testosterone and everything like that. I didn't even see how gay it was. I mean, none of us did. I mean, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think he did. Uh, but yeah. it's almost like when I when I when I saw him perform the other day I, on that video, I was like, he was almost like a male stripper. You, you know, that's kind of common though. If old rockers do that, they prance around. Even when they're not gay, they do a lot of prancing up and down. That's not. But I really... mean, he, if, you know, and it's the same thing with Paul Stanley. I, I don't know if he's gay or not, but these guys fucked so many girls yeah. that you know, it's like. And this is kind of an old joke I do, but it, 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 I'm not trying to squeeze in a joke. But it's like, you know, if you fuck thousands of girls and then you want your dick sucked by a dude, that's not gay. That's being bored. Yeah. <laughs> Now, if you only fuck like one girl and then you want to take it in the ass, well, that's probably gay, but, you know, so, I mean, it's like, and it's hard for most straight guys to, like, think of that, like, no way, man, I'd never fuck so many girls where I'd want a dick, but, you know, just, just basic math, you got to figure guys like Gene and Paul, say Vince Neal, but let's just, David Lee Roth, let's just take Paul Stanley. Okay. He's been playing music probably since... Late 60s. Right. 40 plus years. So you figure even in the early 70s, he was probably fucking 20, 30 girls a year. Okay. That's conservative. Kiss becomes who they become. He's probably fucking hundreds of girls a year. Or, or getting his dick sucked or, his, you know, hand jobs, his butt licked after concerts. <laughs> who uh, doesn't like that? For 40 years. <laughs> so that's thousands of girls. Who knows? I the mean, numbers it's, start to add up. That's why you're approaching Wilt Chamberlain's. Yeah, it's uh, uncalculable. And then you say, you know what? I think I'll, I, th I think I'll have a guy, you know, fuck me in the ass. You know, yeah. just, <laughs> it's crazy that you would get to that level of sexual depravity, but... You know, especially of a huge band like Kiss or Van Halen, like you're playing in front of twenty thousand. Uh, you know, you almost get used to that adrenaline rush. So you probably like really start digging deep for like how to get off. Oh yeah, that's the way people are in porn, man. You know, they used to just be satisfied seeing two people fucking, and then they're like, no, you know what? Now I want to see two chicks. Oh no, that's not good enough. Now I want to see uh, a black dude fucking a white chick. Now you know, it's just like it's it's just people yeah. just keep on like changing they want something different yeah. now i want to see two girls shitting in a cup yeah exactly it's <laughs> i mean what's after that man i mean you know there's not very many other places that you could put it besides a cup i mean that's yeah. pretty small well you put it in your mouth but i'm you gotta have a you know did you ever hear my joke about when they uh when they uh they killed uh 
Osama bin Laden that he actually had some porn in his uh, in his uh, uh, lair or whatever, and uh, one one of the titles was uh, Two Goats, One Cup." <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sign Chris is available. At Toolhater. Yeah. What's your Twitter address? Uh, I'm I'm Toolhater. I'm Toolhater, but nobody follows me there. Just uh, but good night. G N U info is our our show. Twitter. How do you spell it out for uh... G N U I N F O? Yeah. yeah. I mean, check out and Cole. What's your Twitter? At Comic Cole. Uh, with two C's in the middle. Comic Cole. Do you do any damage on Twitter, Cole? No. Yeah. I don't you got to though. I, I mean, that's how I get most. Of, you know. Yeah, no. You're good, man. I'm telling you. I have to. You have to be. I mean, like, you know, I I really use Facebook and Twitter to help promote this podcast, and I've gotten a fair amount of fans or whatever listeners. Uh, you know, and it's just trying to build that. I'm growing tired of Facebook. Maybe I'm ready for a move to Twitter. Really, I'm 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 in the prime of my Facebook time. Man. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm having a great time on Facebook. Yeah, but you like causing a stink on there. <laughs> <laughs> You know. <laughs> He's giving this girl the business about her spelling today. Over what is she's grieving some a couple. That, what was it? Yeah, about? there was a couple in my hometown, and uh, they got murdered. And so this, there's everybody's posting quite, you know, asking, "Oh, I'm sorry, prayers for the family," you know, and rest in peace and stuff. And then this girl gets on there, and she says, she says, um, "What the fuck was the word she had?" No. Yeah, she goes. Does anybody know K N O E? Like you know, uh, with this person who who was this was or whatever. You know, we really need my mom, my mother in law is from there, and we really need to know K N O E. So I responded to her and I said it is spelled K N O W, and then I said learn it, and that's it. You know, I I just I just post that to her, and then she comes back and she goes. You know, I don't appreciate that. You're very disrespect. You need to learn how to respect women. You know, this isn't a time for this. This is serious. And I said, look, you know, um, learn how to spell. You know, or you know, I forget what I told you her. You dumb cunt. Yeah, no, I, I, didn't have to go. I, I, I said something very smug to her, but you know, but just saying, like, I listen, lady. Uh, I don't know. I was just trying to tell you how to spell the word, you know, and yeah, it's it's very disrespectful. Uh, it, it's you have no respect for yourself if you don't either learn how to spell or take the advice of people that show you how to. <laughs> so, you dumb bitch. <laughs> people do that to me all the time on Twitter. I always misuse your. Like, oh yeah, you go your. your. Yeah. yeah, and I always used to. I just y o u r. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, man. That listen, that one is for me. That one's acceptable because sometimes you're just out of habit. You're going so fast, you know. You, you don't have to. But when you spell no k n o e, okay, and, and and it's one thing if you do it once in a sentence, but if you if you in a paragraph or something, if you spell it more than t- once in a paragraph, if you spell it twice, that means that's the way you think the word is spelled. Okay, <laughs> so you need to let them know this word is spelled t h o. W, you know. I think Cole just got a booty call on his. Oh yeah. That phone blows up, man. That's why he has to keep it constantly charged. Cole's a real coxman. He carries a big old battery pack, you know. (laughs) That's his pacemaker. (laughs) I might need that soon. I I got lost at Disneyland on Sunday trying to find my car. In the parking structure. Oh, that's a big, uh, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I, I forgot I, what level we were I thought on. you were going to say, I got lost at Disney <laughs> trying to find my dignity. <laughs> trying to find well, the young boy's underwear. Afterwards. He's just molested. Nah, he was taking some friends up there. He, he took some girls. girls up there. Have you been to Disneyland? 
Um, I haven't been in a while, so... Uh, Do you like it? Please don't tell me you like it. I mean, I haven't been in uh, probably uh, 15 years. Uh, I mean, you Yeah, know, it'd have been 30 years since I'd been there. I mean, I would probably like it like Magic Mountain better because the rides are scarier. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah that's why I am too. Although they are shutting down, I think, Colossus. Colossus, you know what? As a matter of fact... Uh, next week is the last yeah. week of Colossus, so, so I'm gonna probably go. Are you guys are probably you guys? next Saturday? I think Alma has to work this Saturday, so I'm gonna try to go at least next Saturday for sure because I do want to ride Colossus one more time before it closes. I mean, yeah, that's like a cell phone Colossus. I mean, it's like when it first came out, it was like this is the most, you know, intense wooden Ro- roller, roller coaster, and now it's like not even in the top twenty biggest. Uh, you know, it used to be the fastest. It's not even in the top. When you see it, when, you, when you're getting out in, in the parking lot and you see it out there, it's like seeing an old person get up. You know, it really is. It's just kind of, you're thinking, God, is that thing going to even make it? You know, but it hangs in there. It still right. works and everything. It's great. I'm going to ride it and I'm going to say, I'll give you guys 100 bucks if you give me one backwards now. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's what I would like to do. Oh, one backwards. They ride? do that, I think. Yeah, well, I think Berry Farm. Oh, I think they have one. Yeah. Uh, well, like but, uh, during. I think the last time I rode Colossus, actually, I rode it backwards because it was like on Halloween, and they were only doing it backwards and stuff. Right. Oh, cool, cool. As a matter of fact, that's the last time I was at as Magic Mountain was like during a Halloween or something like that. Well, I like the Revolution at uh, <laughs> Magic Mountain. Is that the one that takes you like this? Yeah, the and big, then like uh, this. No, no, that the Revolution is the one that had. It, now it's probably not even a big deal, but it's got the one loop. Right. Like you go upside down, like it's a, you do a full circle. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I know that one. I, I like that one too. I like. Have you ridden that one called Tatsu? I haven't been in. Uh, oh, okay. no. you haven't been in fifteen years. Okay, yeah, dude. Now they have rides, and it's like you sit down in it, and as soon as you sit down, it turns your body so it looks like you're in a position like you're on all fours. Oh, great. you know, and it's holding you, it's holding you down like on all fours. Next thing you know, you're going like over all of Santa Clarita. Just like on all fours, and the only thing that's holding you down is this goddamn metal thing on right. your chest. And then the ride takes you like that. Then it takes you backwards. So then now you're on your fucking back. Oh, wow. And then it just shoots you through a can. Like it just shoots you really fast. It's insane. And then some gay guy plows you in the ass. So. <laughs> And, uh, that's there a California go. adventure. Yeah, that's California <laughs> adventure. No shit. I'll see you in line at Boston Market. <laughs> yeah, that one. But uh, that one's fun. And there's another one called X2. Now that's pretty cool. And that one's kind of interesting because it's like a roller coaster, and it's bringing you up backwards though, and then it just drops you like backwards. you can sleep. So you go backwards on a roller. You fall backwards on a roller coaster like 30 feet. So it's it's pretty intense. And then only it, 30 feet. Um. That seems to be a pretty big, you know. And then it starts moving yeah. you around a couple of times, but just that one drop—that's no, enough. I believe it, man. That Hollywood Tower of Terror threw me down there, uh, California. That's a hundred feet, isn't it? I almost lost my lunch. Well, I was on a fat girl uh, <laughs> right after the breakup. That was the wildest ride I've ever had. So, target, uh, talk, talk about Tower of Terror, man. Yeah. <laughs> she was the Tower of Terror. Round mound of. Uh, yeah, what goes around comes around. Did you ever like uh, when you, when you're single? When you're single, uh, when you're between relationships and everything, did you have hookups? Did you spend the night or did you leave or did you, you know like? <laughs> oh, I was leaving as I was coming. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, hey, we're still having sex. You don't need to put your shoes on yet. <laughs> no, my shoes were never off. <laughs> Just, 
Uh, no, I'm nice to girls, uh, you know, like booty call type girls, because, you know, you always want to have them in the future. So. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Want to revisit. Do you get yeah. those text messages from girls, like, in the middle of that saying, what's going on, or anything like I that? I mean, yeah, because I treat them nice, and I don't treat them like they're just some whore. Right. You know, I'll, I'll you know, uh, when I'm single, I, uh, you, you know... Uh, I'm so jealous of your. I'm so jealous of your single life, man. I, I'm. Oh no! I, I mean, you know, West Hollywood. You're right here. Oh my God! If I was your age, right below the sunset. And I strip. was at this place, and I was. You single, are my age. Uh, no, but, no, but but if I was your age, oh. and I was here at this place, and I was single. Oh God, man! I would go. I would go nuts. I mean, I do okay for myself. I mean, you know, I, I like. I'm. So, I'm so envious of you, man. It's. <laughs> I just like. I live vicariously through you, actually. You know, I'm just like... Yeah, but it's, you know, also great having a girlfriend and, you know... Just, oh, uh, fuck that, man. Who gives a shit? They're all, they're all cunts. <laughs> but you know what? If you treat them right, they always come back. That's nice. Well, thanks you know for what? having us back. Because they think their grass is greener on the other side. Well, guess what, little buddy? It's shit brown. <laughs> Nice. Gonna, these are going to get pulled down from SoundCloud for copyright infringement because they're so spot on, man. <laughs> Let me tell you something. You want to go to war with me? <laughs> Ain't happening. You leave Big Daddy? Ain't happening. Tonight, it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. So, oh god. Well, you know, look for the big girl relationship show coming near you. Yeah, yeah I want to hear it, man. Thanks. I'm definitely down with it and stuff. Are you getting hit up by a lot of comics to come to your podcast? Um, I mean, you know, uh, yeah, because I think they. Uh, yeah, of course. You know, they. Uh, it's become more popular to go on podcasts now. Yeah, I mean, it's really, uh, you know, stage time, I guess. Absolutely, I mean, and. Uh, you know, I think, although I'm not killing it in the podcast world, I think I get a fair enough amount of listeners where it's uh, worth their while to do it. Right, right. And, uh, you know, and, and then, you know, I'll go on your podcast, and then right. you know, my listeners will listen to that. And it's crazy how it works, but it's just like... Uh, it's like that fucking uh, shampoo commercial from the seventies. You tell two people, they tell two people, and then, <laughs> right. you know, just right, this, yes. Uh, and yeah, so, I've been getting hit up a little bit more since I've been going out more. And you get better stuff. gigs. I've gotten better gigs, you know, you know, because uh, I think a fair amount of my fans are local. So it's like, hey, let's have Earl on, and his fans will come to the show, and nice. then you know. Uh, so it's I all, like that, man. I mean, you know, I, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm trying to figure it out. And, right. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm probably too old to try out for Montreal New Faces, so I'm just fine, trying to find out. Find your way, man. You know, yeah. maybe audition for Montebello Old Prunes. <laughs> you know. Uh, I think you'll find it. I mean, you know, it's all good. If you do comedy for the right reasons, you stick with it. Are you comfortable right. doing a nude scene? Um, well, you know, how much am I getting paid? It's going to be you and Buff Bagwell. <laughs> there you go. I'll see you in room 4509 uh. under the name Tree Rollins. <laughs> who bit Danny Ainge's finger. That's yeah. right. That was a big fucking deal. 
you know, there was a big brawl at center court, and I think Tree Rollins just grabbed his hand and bit it. I remember that, man. That was a brawl from hell. Well, that was uh, like the, probably the only one that uh, is bigger than that was, was when Kermit uh, Washington yeah. punched the guy. Rudy Tom Tomjanovich. Yeah. Well, yeah, right Kermit Washington, it was just like, you know, you, I haven't been in a fight in God knows how long. Uh, but, you know, when you you know, Rudy Tomjanovich was actually Running trying to, in, like, he ran to, like, right up into it. Like, stop him. Like, right. he wasn't going to hit him. He was just going to, like, break it up. And Kermit Washington was like, I don't know you. Right. Oh, oh, no. Tomjanovich Tom just ran right into the punch, which made it even like worse. Broke his jaw and, like, orbital bone. And, yeah, like, he had a big old thing on his face for a while. Yeah. And stuff. He used to play with a thing on his face. And so... Uh, hey, he won a couple of championships. Oh, yeah. He's, he's he coached okay. the Lakers. I mean, yeah, but that's... Uh, he coached the Lakers, too? Yeah. Yeah, but that was like, you know, no one... Uh, he didn't do very well. Uh, no, they were in a downtime. Wait, he co- did he coach him after the Rockets or before? After. after. They thought, oh, we'll get him in, but it just oh, didn't work. Yeah. Phil Jackson Because he had won in. in Houston. Yeah, well, it's like that's an interesting time now for the Lakers. You got No one wants to play for Kobe Bryant or with Kobe Bryant. <laughs> So they're not getting any free agents other than the bottom of the barrel, like Carlos Boozer types, and uh, there's not. There's got not, Jeremy Lin. Yeah, but he's you know he's more of a novelty than like he's not going to really help them. We'll see. Well, I think they got he did him well because with the, with the Knicks. But he's under a lot of pressure, Jeremy Lin. Could you imagine being a six foot eight Asian yeah. guy showering jump? in an NBA <laughs> locker room? <laughs> I mean, how small must his dick look like? You think even if they get that big, they still stay with little wieners? Oh, yeah. It's just, you know, no Asian guy is like a foot-long dong. So, you know. You know what? I'm going to find one. That's that's going to be. Oh, yeah, no, there are. That's going to be. Maybe foot-long, but there's Asians with like. Hey, hey, Earl, tell me if you think this is a good idea for making uh, porn, okay? The gay porn. Uh, sure. So, so, <laughs> I like it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to get these bodybuilders, okay, these big muscle guys, okay, and they're going to be like, I mean like six foot eight guys that are like 300 pounds, huge, huge muscle gay guys that big, okay, and then I'm going to hook them up with like a little skinny, the skinniest, you know, young uh, a gay. A twink. Yeah, a twink, and just have him have sex with him, but like he's curling him. Like right. like weights. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you, do you think that would be popular? Just film it over at Brian Singer's next party. I <laughs> oh, mean, Twink Twink City. I I feel sorry for that guy, man. I, I think he's got a bad rap. You know, I, I I think he tries to. I think he tries to get. Uh, you know, he likes young eighteen year old boys. But you know what? There's a lot of men out there who like 18-year-old girls, you know, and then there might be one that slips in under the radar every now and then, but the same thing happens with guys. I'm one of them. Yeah. You know, <laughs> who the fuck, were, oh yeah, the other day we were, uh, who the fuck were we talking about that somebody got married and they married, the, the girl when they married her, she was 18 years old. I forget who the fuck it was. I think it's that guy from Deliverance or uh, that one actor, the character actor who's like fucking that 18-year-old, like they're married but they got divorced. It was a big deal. Uh, Doug Hutchins or Doug something. Uh, it's like a really uh, well-known, prominent character, character actor. actor. And he's like now he's more known for being uh, married to this 18-year-old twat. And he's like 60 or 70? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, I mean, yeah. you know. That's a tough one to do. Oh, yeah. Nothing beats a young gash. What's, what's like, are you are you comfortable, like, if you're being, like, in your 60s dating a girl that's, like, 18 or something? Like that? If I can get it up, I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think the, the saying is, if you're able... 
Yeah. Have you Go seen Have you seen that guy on on Instagram that uh, bazillionaire guy that the the Instagram Playboy or something like that? No. It takes like pictures of himself Dan, like Dan bazillionaire. Yeah, he he takes pictures of himself or like Bilzerian, Bilzerian. big old stacks of cash, a bunch of bimbos at his house, and like machine guns and Is it's, Tom Wu. Just no. <laughs> Remember that guy? And say, remember, make money like me, you loser. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Some God. Japanese dude. You know. Tom Wu, I forgot about him, man. And then Don LaPree. <laughs> I ordered that guy's system twice. Really? Same, same, I tried it once. I'm like, this is bullshit. And I threw it away. And then I like, saw the infomercial again. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to give it one more shot. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So I ordered it fucking, you know. <laughs> then I got in that scam where you would get in those, you know, like fucking you you'd get a list of names you'd send a dollar to. Like Right, right, you, right. And you stuff a dollar in an envelope, you send it to an address, and they're supposed to add you to their list. Right. So and then you start receiving everyone dollars. sends each other a dollar, but you know, in like <laughs> <laughs> in months you'd get like allegedly like hundreds of people sending you a dollar so you, <laughs> you'd be like a fucking millionaire and i, I never got one dollar <laughs> scams money scams oh that's a great scam <laughs> so there you go welcome to hollywood you know wow wow well i mean yeah that's cool like you know, I, I could go on forever. I know. But I don't know how long this fucking card is active for. We are at... We're over two. Oh, my, oh my God. We are at three hours. Oh, shit. No, not quite three. Two something. We well, start at ten. We started at ten. We we are... Uh, we're, we're, we're at a very high level here right now, so... <laughs> I think we've... It's been uh, good. Let me see what time it is. I'll know how long we've been This on. show has gone on for so long, I think we're on another file. <laughs> another <day. laughs> no, I'm serious. Like I, re I literally think that... It won't jumped over. It jumped another. over. I believe so, it. I don't know how you edit that, but... Uh, oh, yeah. We've been on for like, over like about two hours, probably two hours, 15 minutes or something like that. We are at uh, four minutes of another file now. It feels so. like a Good Night Universe episode. <laughs> well, guys, uh, I'm going to figure out how, how to edit these things. Can you mix two files? I think so. I think you should, you should be able to put them together. Uh, or just, you know, put them both up there, call them A and B, and just tell them just to download one after the other. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. So, uh, well, guys, Chris Ramirez, what's your Twitter info? Uh, Twitter is ToolHatersMe. I'm I'm ToolHater, but my show is G-N-U-Info, G-N-U-I-N-F-O. And Comet Cole. Comet Cole, yeah. I'm Cole Young on Facebook and all that stuff. Well, thank you guys very much for coming. Uh, yeah, uh, we're going to have you back. I'm going to come on your podcast whenever. Yeah. yeah, you need to come in studio, man. Maybe... Uh, your Sundays is your only night off. Sundays right? the only night off, yeah. All right, well, we'll figure it out, and right. uh, I'll come on next week at the maybe Monday. I'll do it. Okay, and, very cool. Uh, Sounds good. Thank you guys for listening out yeah. there. We're on uh, Inappropriate Earl on SoundCloud, and for you, Steve Jobs nut swingers, uh, we're also on iTunes. Uh, leave a review. I leave them all up, good or bad. And uh, you know, coming up uh, tomorrow, we're doing a very special episode with a couple comics. Uh, talking about the uh, firing of uh, the town coordinator at the comedy store. We want to get some takes on that. And uh, we'll have you guys back for, uh, 
you know, because you guys aren't comedy store comics, but right. I think you probably uh, want to hear about it. Yeah, you want to get in there, so it'd be good to have two non-comedy store comics talk about it. Uh, I don't think there's enough time on the fucking file to uh, <laughs> get into that. And, uh, and I see smoke coming up from. It. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. We're we're, we're the Drudge Report, the Skakel Report, and then on Friday, Stephen Piercy from Rat and Roll. Yes, oh, back for more. We're gonna lay it down, way cool, as Mr. Piercy would say. And then, uh, you know, sorry about the, the delay in uh, podcast uh, lately, but it's, it's hard to get people to come here. So uh, thank you for uh, waiting, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, yeah, what am I, an NBA player? You guys <laughs> will uh, enjoy uh, future shows. Thanks for the support. And uh, you can follow me at Earl Skakel on Twitter. And as Donald Sterling would say, well, never mind. <laughs>